0: show may contain naughty language and explicit content, you have been warned.
1: Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast, bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. Stay tuned and get ready for some Hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer episode 27. It's me, Russ the Face. I'm joined by Les, Juju, Squig, Martin and Terry, the Bridesmaid Pike. <laughs> How you doing, just boys? Just get back
2: to being crotch weaver, please.
1: No. Well, you have to stop being like just out of a podium for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Juju Squig thing comes from. I don't play like... Uh, savage Orcs, or whatever they're called, Bone Splitters Oh, you told me you loved the Bone Splitter book. I did. What do I? Well, alright. I, I, I won't. I won't use it then. If I thought you were going to do him, no. <laughs> no. <Don't, I>, force <laughs> it
2: upon him. You got to do a Juju arm. I
1: don't want to force a Juju squig on him. I don't. I don't want. That's, that's probably. You got to rub more the Juju
2: squig. That. You never know what will come out of it. I, I don't want to give pay it a my, squeeze. Give it a squeeze. Ugh. I don't want to pay a million Savage Orc Bowmen to be honest. Well it's like it's like
1: judicators. Yeah.
2: They're the same wound, same amount of wounds, just bigger units, more damage. Cheaper pew pew. cheaper <laughs> cost by nearly half.
1: Yeah. yeah. Legit. Yeah, yeah. Legit. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I'm you... no, not a really big fun. Well, I think actually before we get into the show, um we may have we may have opened a bit of a can of worms with the bone splitter show. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> I mean,
0: maybe... dog seems to be
3: doing
2: it right. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, it kind I of... think it's an obvious list. Now we've talked about it, it's, it's ridiculously cheap Bowman with good wounds, good stats. I think it's always just obvious when you tell them. people. But I don't know. It maybe it will be rubbish on the table.
0: It won't. Got to yeah. <laughs> be able to play still. I don't think it's just a case of point and click. You still got to be able to play. Uh, don't
1: it's know. pretty point and click. It's pretty point and click. Yeah, I think. yeah. But anyway, um, we'll see. so this show, we're going to be talking about the General's Handbook, July Age of Sigmar's birthday and general stuff, basically. So as it's General's Handbook, it's a general show. So yeah,
2: does
1: that work. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a review, but not a review. It'll be a longest show. Yeah, don't worry. It's not going to be half an hour with no content. Uh, other than telling you to buy the book, but you've already uh, bought the book anyway because you've already got it. So it's I've what listened you to, to it, it. It's it's book. Book. If you haven't got one, go get one. Shame, <laughs> Shame. for you. Shame. <laughs> Element Games
2: link. It's yeah. in the show notes. Front there of our banner.
1: Click, 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 click,
2: click, click, click. Money, money, money.
1: <laughs> there's some in the front of the book. Money, but you know. <laughs> there, there's, there's some other bits in the book, but we don't look at those. Yeah. So um, before we get into it, let's talk about July and. Age of Sigma. It's one year on.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's a year into our turbulent relationship with the with the game. Yep, and it's um, dead.
2: No one plays it because we're all playing eighth edition. Wait, what? Oh, no, hang
1: on. ninth what? edition.
0: Fan fiction.
1: No, we're fan all going to go back to 8th were won't we? Apparently Fuck GW you, fan fiction.
0: Go backwards and <laughs> just bring oh,
2: us back whatever. to it.
1: So, whatever. yeah, oh, never mind. Fan fiction. Wishlisted on the internet. That never oh. happened before. Right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So, if you don't know, Age of Sigmar is in a really good place right now. Um, July's been nuts. Like, the release is crazy. Yeah. Um, three battle tomes, one realm gate war book, the general's handbook, and scenery, and base toppers, and
0: real battle, battle board. board,
1: and everything else you in the world. As well, in I think one. In month. July, and Gen a summer paint. campaign. Why not? Just, yeah, check yeah. one of those out. Yeah, I forgot about that. I kind of got lost in the. In the torrent of releases. There's
2: so many releases, it was hard to actually keep up what was being released. I completely forgot Bone has actually come out. I know we did the show on it, but that was earlier before they came out. Yeah. I forgot they'd actually come out. And Beastclaw Raiders now.
3: Yeah.
2: Got
1: that book down there. Thunder Tusk Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Thund- Thunder Raiders. We're 3 up save now, bro. Yeah. Thunder has uh, got 3 up save? If you take the. Um, oh, the hero on it. Yeah, okay. which I you would. Well, think, yeah. well, what a wonderful
0: addition to the game! <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, shut up, Prime shut Boy. up,
0: your free up save,
2: stupid Star Drake. Yeah, Star Drake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this guy from Fairs. I can deep strike a Star Drake because it's got the Lord Celestin key with Bender. That way,
0: I'm going to abuse it.
1: Yeah, exactly, so you can wind your neck in about uh, Fender Tests They're not fun, are they? I'm just going to drop a Star Drake on your face, how fun's that? <laughs> I've,
0: I've yet to play anyone with a Fender Tess at all, but I'm sure that if you take a multiple Fender Tests then you're a bellend. Wow, there are only
2: 420 you... points with a lord on them. I know, so good. 340 if it's the cheaper one as well. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. Oh, so, what uh, have you done? Why? What a fun game this is going to turn into. <laughs>
1: so We are just saying how good a place it's in. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, thunder Fun. Mm, thund- I was hoping they were going to take the opportunity to actually change their rules. I'd love it uh, if they added them because everyone's gone out and bought them because they're filth and went like, "Ah, oh, balls!"
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mines. We'll sort it out.
2: Compact, fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, not
1: to one end. Not to one. Yeah. Not naught to fun.
2: Well, you have one lord, one hero, dude, and one normal one, so there's three still. Nope. Naught to one. Thunder.
1: Keyword. Keyword. (laughs) Keyword. (laughs) Yes. Keyword. Keyword. keyword, Yeah. Uh, We're not doing that. Disclaimer. Um, So yeah, it's been a bit crazy this month for releases. Um, All the new start collecting boxes as well, and the new like beginner set things, which are really cool. That's just so much. Um, Yeah. I... it has been pretty nuts. So the um, some of the start collecting boxes are really good value, aren't they? So um, we got like the Stormcast one, which looks like it's got the starter set retributors in. Yeah, the click fit ones, aren't they? With the yeah, With the, was the Yeah, just two, but then that makes up the three in your starter set to a unit of five. Yeah, and then you've got three prosecutors and five liberators and a Celestian, and it's only forty pounds on Element. That's like a deal, man. Like, pretty ridiculous, isn't it? If, if the prosecutors are the, the sort of like the, the modular ones, and not the I think they are because on the box they're holding like the two-handed weapons. So oh, cool. I think they're the normal box. That's, so. that's pretty yeah. good. That really the, good.
2: The only drawback to the whole thing is you don't get two Star Soul maces in there,
1: but you can just <laughs> <Yeah>. make those. <laughs> yeah, true. But, um, bits. but I mean, they're all they're all really good value. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. It's all amazing. The Iron
2: Jaws one's pretty good as well. You, it's worth buying it, and then just getting rid of the rest if you just want, like, Gore Grunters. I think that's what i um, Well, I think the Gore Grunters, are almost the same price of the box, aren't they? Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. So if you, just, if you want that, buy it, and then just sell the other bits on, and you've almost got
1: your yes. Gore Grunters for free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flog the,
0: the Savage Orop dude is, not the, the guy with the glow sticks.
1: Uh, yeah, the War chanter dude. Yeah, I mean, it'd be good if it was... But I suppose, you know, it's... It's fine, isn't it? It's just just different
0: strokes. So I mean, looking at how much of a bargain that is, it almost makes me tempted to paint a savage oil, Not a savage coming in. What they call it iron jaws. Yeah, uh, you need to do a a bone splitters one. Don't but, do iron. Jaws. A bone splitters I army. Mean. It's not going to happen. I just don't want to paint that many models. Oh, just I'd to
2: just... see why not. Spray him, green. Dry brush them green. Paint the weapons red. Or no,
1: not no, would it work? <laughs> just dry brush some grey. Put blood on. Him. Yeah, yeah. So then you've got um Storm of Sigma, which is like a mini starter set for sixteen pounds. It's got like some some like unit cards, it's got like uh model wise, it's got like three Liberators and two Retributors and three Blood Warriors and five um blood reavers and it's got like a little booklet and scenario and some dice. So it's like a cut price starter set. I mean it'd be really cool like if you're like a kid, you got that like you and your brother could play through it on a weekend, see what you felt, and then there's there's obviously the magazine which they sent me a free copy of, which is the Getting Started of Age of Sigmar book, and that is awesome. I it's mean like that that comic-y type thing that you yeah, it's got like all the fluff in like a comic strip. It's got um, a bit on every arm, every faction. It's got. Um, how to dry brush, how to how to like base coat, all your basic painting techniques. It's got the rules with diagrams. It's really cool. I mean, and you get a free liberator with it. So I it's an awesome magazine. Like it's it's if if someone was interested in Age of Sigma, that is definitely the book you get them. You just go have a look at that, see what you think. So if they're like tempted to dip their toe in that's why you Yeah, definitely. I mean it's it's really cool. Um and obviously you've got the Gore Chosen as well coming out in September. That looks cool, man. £28 of Feniman, and you get 60, 70 quid's worth of plastic and heroes. And a game?
2: That's good value if you're just doing a Bloodbound army it's or something. Amazing
0: yeah. value. You pick that up with your Bloodbound start set, don't you? Your Get Started Bloodbound or whatever
1: it is? Yeah, and the Get Started Bloodbound's got 10 Blood Warriors, 3 Crushes, and the Slaughter Priest. That's 40 quid. And then if you added that to the core box set, that gives you a decent force, really. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um I don't know, I just just think they're they're knocking out the park really, I mean, really spoke about the base toppers have we, so um but there was a little bit of negativity floating around about the quality of the plastic, but
2: Yeah, it's the cheapy brittle terrain plastic, not your nice soft sprue plastic that you'd
1: probably be used to. But if yeah, their base
2: is does, does, it, does it matter
1: I do not I d I don't I don't know. I think the only thing that matters is how crisp the detail is. So, they look really super busy on the pictures because they painted them in all weird and wacky colours. I'd like to actually physically get hold of some and give it a little bit of a. Paint them all just with a couple of colours. Have a look at them, you know, see how they are. Are they actually toppers or are they full size bases? They're proper bases. Proper bases, yeah. Um, And then, like, what, you know, are they the same black plastic? Are they grey plastic? Are they they solid? Are they hollow? Do they dry brush well? What? how many different designs are there, you know, I think...
0: I think with regards to, like, if you had the Rama Battle Board and you had all of the new terrain and you had those bases and you painted them in, like, a really sort of, like, limited palette that complemented your army, I think it will look really, really good on the table.
1: Because I think they've... it looks like they've almost photoshopped models onto the bases... Yeah, and they just look really out of place. <laughs> like they've got like a marauder, a red marauder on a rich brown horse on a green on like a blue, cold palette grey base, and it looks awful. And you're just like, well oh, you've just literally photoshopped that guy on there, haven't you?" Is this on the GW website? You're looking at this, is it? Yeah, the picture for the. Oh, shop. I'll have to Dominion. have a quick look at that. Then. And like the the they've got like a celestial vindicator on like a. On like the shattered dominion, like forty sixty five mil rounds. Yeah, and it looks pretty good because they're like done as like lava bases, and obviously like this gold, and it kind of contrasts with the model. But it looks like they've almost photoshopped the models onto them, which kind of makes sense. But I don't know. I think they might be a little bit too like there's not probably not enough kind of organic stuff on them. Yeah, because it's all like flat rock and flat decals and stone and there's no like, I mean obviously there's nothing to stop you sticking St- sand and flock to them. I think a bit of a grill earth on some of the flat areas might look pretty cool too because look like cracked stone flagstones and stuff. Yeah that would look pretty cool actually I think, um, but if you if people have any good things to say about them then let us know because I'd be interested to see what they're like But
0: Yeah we've yet to sort of like physically see them and try them and stuff, it <laughs> Judging by what we've seen online and,
1: and here, yeah. so and Dreadhold Crucible, and that's that as well? I don't know what that is. That's the big uh, like cauldron thing on the tower. Oh, cool! The corn yeah. I
0: think yeah. it's what one award over there in on display type?
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm not sure about this because I I still haven't really done my my corn bastion because the plastic and the it's just it's just horrible to build absolutely horrible um you you did an oculum didn't you Terrible. yeah
2: it's the, it's the same the the plastic's really thick and it, it's not it's it soft like, and nice to... rubbery
1: doesn't it like um not, i don't know like, the brittle. stuff like the
2: the, the one it's i've horrible. got that oculum
1: thingy oculus whatever it is that was like really powdery brittle plastic yeah but almost like the edges are kind of like soft but this yeah
2: but the it's yeah it has got like a sort of softer and then you as you cut into it it just literally snaps your blade off is it like it's, the mantic plastic from back in the day
1: no it's not rustic or anything it's just uh i don't know it's just not very good quality it's just kind of like i don't know whether they're made in china or something but yeah um not brilliant it took so many days work to actually get it in a usable <laughs>
2: state that the, there's like a pack of green stuff in that, the point. worst bit about that is that is that dome is just doesn't line up. Right. None of it right. lines up, and the
1: gaps are, you know, like two, three mil. Once it is lined up, so You'll probably find that they've been like made in a material that shrinks and changes shape so much that the original like sort of uh, CAD doesn't actually line up now. Whereas if it was just from the original CAD in high quality plastic, it'd probably just go together like a normal kit. Um, yeah. But then they, I don't know, res- metal. It's so cheap, like, like plastic resin is so cheap. I don't know if it makes any difference really if they use expensive or cheaper material. I think once you've got um, tooling, that's the investment, isn't it? Cause it's... Yeah, for injection molding for sure. It's and just the scenery's not cheap anyway. They're no, like, uh, exactly. It's like plus, eighty quid, so, isn't it? So it's like well, it's for like, the, the, the big tower things, yeah, eighty quid. Do you really want it to be made of crap plastic? No. Uh, to be oh. honest, like I, I just. It felt like. Well, it reminded me of. It reminded me of, like, when I was a kid, I had, like, the Ghostbusters, like, tower thing toy. Yeah. And it reminds me of that kind of plastic. Like, castle yeah.
0: style plastic, whereas you would never yeah. carve it. I without. know what you mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of. I don't know. Just bizarre, really. But. Yeah. But, anyway. That's all. Some of the new releases. We're not going to go through everything, but um, that's too much. It's <laughs> too much. Um, but I guess that's kind of a good place to be, isn't it? To be saying, "Oh, there's just too much going on right now." Yeah, yeah. But- I think we're going to feel it next year when it's the year of forty k. And yeah, we'll we're going. we we'll be like, releases? "Oh, I haven't had a release for like four weeks. Uh, I need my fix." Yeah, um, but that's been a you know, it's one year on, isn't it? So it's. And we've had obviously the big news of the General's Handbook, so Yeah. There you go. And you boys have we we've obviously like we we obviously announced the Face Hammer GT. Um and we've kind of been waiting to see the fallout of what people are gonna say about the General's Handbook before we finalise the pack or anything, but um it should be out fairly soon, probably at the weekend when I get time to do it on Sunday after Raid of Stars. Um, and GW, obviously, are doing the Warlords. Yeah, I'm super pumped for Warlords. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Can't wait. So, going back to the home of Warhammer and playing Warhammer? Which never done that. Competitive anything. Warhammer? Uh, I've been, I've gone to, I went to a
0: 40k campaign weekend up there before, but I've never gone to an actual, like, a proper event where it, you know, it's Swiss system and stuff like that. I've never, never.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's great that they're doing it because it's been years since... Um, I've been up to Warhammer World for competitive gaming, and I used to do every GT, every HEAT. I Loved it. It was one of the highlights of the year. It was the biggest event of the year. And when they kind of torpedoed their own event, it was like, oh, well, don't know. Don't know then. Whether they did it because they were doing up Warhammer World, and that's why they stopped it. I don't know. but I don't know. I, I've only ever been to Warhammer World once in my life, and that was when I worked for
2: GW. I went oh, there really? for yeah training weekend. So that was the only time I've actually been there. Mm. I've been there quite a lot,
3: and I'm looking forward well.
2: to having to look around the miniatures hall again. That's really cool. Yeah, that's like completely
0: different as well. It was really, it was really exciting when we went up recently um, to go around the miniatures hall. Like you know, even it's worth the cost of the ticket. I think just to see some of the displays there and stuff. So
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, it, I think it's been a a really, it's a really cool like day out. Um, you know, and I think for the event, you're just gonna have loads of cool games going on, loads of nice armies to see. This competitive Warhammer with uh, Your mates are gonna be there. Yeah, I think the only gonna be pretty thing, cutthroat. Yeah, I think the only weird thing is that painting nomination thing. Yeah, if you want to even
2: try and compete at the event, you have to get nominated for painting.
3: Well,
1: I
2: don't know about that, but if I you th- want to win it, I, I, I think, I think do. the podium. It's going to be one, two, three of painting
0: noms.
1: No, I mean, you've got a game as
0: well, though. It's only a minor. What's the point of, like, you know, I mean, like, for instance, me, I'm an average gamer. Say I get a painting nom and I get, what, I lose two games, get a minor, and then win three games. That's three wins and two minors. That's not going to put me on the podium.
1: No. You'd you're still, still going to have to do well in the games. You can, it's going yeah. to be
0: someone like, you know, like, like Russ who will, who can. You know, or, or someone like Ben Johnson even, someone who's like a, a good enough gamer to to sort of like carry the games through and also then maybe pick up that cheeky petty nomination that will like bump them up.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm guessing he's not gonna be playing, but maybe he will. Don't know. I don't know. But it depends how they do the nomination as well, like how many they're gonna nominate, is it you know, are they just gonna go either these twenty people or are they literally only going to nominate like four people, or, and how are they going to decide? It's kind of, because it's all new, we don't really know, so I don't know how much effort I'll put into trying to get that nomination. I'm, I am I kind of might use it to spurn on getting my Nurgle rebased and ready, um, which is what I'm probably going to do. I uh, picked up some Blight Kings to forge a great and clean one, and a few bits and bobs to do for that, but time's ticking on and I haven't really done a lot and we've got um, our event as well just... yeah I've got to prep for that and and like you know we've got the doubles event which is coming up soon um ATUS brothers of sigma yeah um, yeah so September's busy September's yeah. busy for us especially because we've obviously got a running event which is a bit more than just turning up um, yeah. and we're trying to do a lot um, at that event so That'll be well. More coming on that soon, I guess. We'll probably do a show just going through everything, and um, hopefully our battle report will be out soon. It's being edited at the moment, so yeah, loads going on.
2: Yeah, plenty of stuff. So should we um, jump in with the uh, the handbook, I suppose? And
1: yeah, I, I, yeah. it's just um let's just go straight into it then. So, oh. um, general's handbook. If you don't know is a book with three ways to play. You ignore the first two. That's fine. (laughs) We're preliminary a match play There's one way to play play. match play. Well, okay, Terry, but, you know. (laughs) We're only really going to focus on the match play. People who listen to our show know that we are tournament gamers. That's where our hobby basically is. We don't... I mean, like, for me and Terry, we don't have clubs. We only play at tournaments. So that's our focus, really. Um, I think, as well, the... The narrative and the open play is cool. There's loads of cool stuff in there. Loads of good scenarios. The path to glory campaign looks wicked fun, um, but we're not going to talk about that in detail because it's not us. And there's probably other podcasts you can listen to that will cover that kind of stuff, like Garage Hammer and Heathen Hammer, and you know, Bad Dice. I don't know, but you know that you can listen to those and get a more rounded general view. But we're literally going to delve into match play. The rules of one um, battle line, the controversy, um, and talk about reactions that we've seen on the net and our thoughts on it, and some of the cool standout artifact powers and some of the uh, the list designs we've been thin- thinking of for the events coming up. So yeah. there's a lot to talk about. Um, so I guess we should start off with the rules of one, or the rules of Terry hates. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of it's no a, it's double a double edged
2: sword i hate them and i and i like them so i um, i don't like what it's done to my collection
1: yeah but i i just think you just adapt don't you it's like any compact, any rules, yeah, you just you adapt
2: i like i like to have to adapt but i don't i don't like my model you don't like to adapt you taking
1: the same army to every event you don't like uh, it's, it's been different it's been different. It Changing the. Old I put model. some Nurglins in the last one. Yeah, but it it's doesn't. Different. That doesn't make any difference to the overall army, does
2: it? No. The the no. thing that I was disappointed about is I've got a bunch of models that will probably never get put on the table again because yeah, of is that.
1: To do with the rules of one, or is that more to do with the points?
2: It's both because mm-hmm. because of the rule of one, it kills the combo, and because they're outpointed, it's just a nail in the coffin. So but you... do you
1: think that's the same though? If just for South like South Coast system. South Coast come along, and some things will stand out, and people are like, "Oh yeah, click this, 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 and this is just reset and move the boundaries again, so it's just
2: yeah, I think some of the boundaries are just just a bit too far out, um, but you know I think everyone's gonna have opinions on, well, you know this is my army, why the point's too high, you know this is a bar in look at this list, those things are stupid, you can take four of them, fund Tusks. and it's just. I, I, I
1: just look at it as another another change and I I don't know. I mean obviously I was involved in going up to GW and being involved in it and disclaimer we didn't do a lot of points discussion um because we already had the South Coast South Coast pools out and we just basically said, Well, you wanna know what we think. We've already kind of done it. Um it's a very similar format because it's all the buying groups and models and you know, things like that. So um, we didn't really discuss. Oh, this is too expensive. This is too cheap. Because at the end of the day, like points is points, and and we it's, spent... it's been floating around a lot. But if you hadn't noticed, if you look at the points, it's very similar to South Coast times twenty.
0: It's, yeah, I think it like... was an
1: early version of South Coast where the character yeah. before we reduced all the characters. Um, but the they they did say like you know they did say that South Coast was their baseline. So they took they took multiple comp systems. Um, and took an average, but South Coast was the go-to for anything that looked a bit weird and wacky in terms of there was a big difference between multiple systems. Um, But anyway, so three rules of one. Um, So it talks about pitch battle games, which is the the kind of the tournament gameplay or the pickup game. And it says that each spell can be attempted only once per turn rather than once per wizard per turn. So this is the first rule of one. Um I wish it was successfully cast.
2: Yeah, I do as well, but that's something that can be changed by us later on as the tournament scene progresses. That could be a, you know, that you use the three rules of one, the updated version this uh, which would also include a fourth
1: rule of one, which stopped banners and silly things stacking. I wouldn't even use rules of one, i just use house rules, because yeah. I, I did find it a bit strange, this obsession, to try and work one into the rule. Yeah. Like, oh, there's three rules of one. But it they missed out one of, of the most important ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, Four blood secret banners, pew, 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 yeah, pew. Yeah, but there's what? a very good reason <laughs> for that. Um, but anyway, um, so... You know, and, and I think if Age of Sigmas taught us anything, it's taught us that you can play it how you want, and you can change do the what rules. You, like. you can change the points. Yeah. So if you're a TO and you don't agree with the points, just do your own point system. I will warn you now: if you're a TO and that's the route you want to go down, and that is a lot of work, and it's a thankless task. Yeah, but um, you know the options there. If you want to do it, I, I've I've sat down and spent several weekends doing seven hundred plus war scrolls with friends. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I don't that, recommend. That it. was
2: enjoyable the first time round.
1: It, it was good as well because it gave us a good understanding of what everything in the game did. Because well, we, we were forced read to read every war scroll. Exactly. Yeah, but um, I think those you've got the points in here, so I think you can just use it and then put in additional general restrictions if you well, really feel I like think, you need to. I think
2: what you do is you go. Um, deaths not doing well on the scene, have an extra two hundred points. You don't adjust
1: the yeah, points of the units, well, you
2: adjust yeah. the points of the armies. I think that's probably the way to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure how with a multi faction army you can do that because you might say that, okay, so within order there are some factions not doing well, like Fire Slayers, but like Stormcast are doing well, so you'd have to almost do it to factions. Yeah, so you could Alliance. do
2: Fire Slayers. It yeah, you could do it by Allegiance. points yeah. four hundred points whatever yeah. you know yeah, yeah whatever floats your it boat. happened it happened in eighth didn't it? you know look at chaos
1: and dark elves yeah, they I'm got pulled down so never a big fan of it to be honest but it, it's but it, it did things. sort of balance things a bit uh, so. yeah a little bit but a I think bit. the game the game is fairly balanced because of the scenarios it's not all about killing points so yeah um, but the the first rule of one I mean it, it's it's okay. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, it's quite restrictive for some armies, you know, because it means, th- but it does stop you spamming wizards. But, mm, but it doesn't because you can just spam wizards that have different spells. Yeah, but you can only take six, can't
2: you? Yeah, but that's still the
1: potential of like ten spells a turn. Yeah, but the the fact the spells are it's... not you're not you're not going. Oh, I've got ten arcane bolts. No, but I can Mystic Shield my whole army. So you, yeah, you could have six six wizards, but you can only cast
0: Mystic Shield once. You can only attempt it once. So you've only really most wizards have two options. To, well, an option to their own spell plus the bolt. So yeah, you realistically once someone casts Mystic Shield, then everyone's only has access to their like bolt and their own spell. And then once they've cast bolt, then that's it. You've just got access yeah. to your own spell.
1: So you haven't really got that much to play with. Yeah, and I think it will come into its own later when there's more spell laws and people will take more diverse choices. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I think I don't I don't mind it. I don't I don't think it's a big problem. And I know you don't like it, Terry. But
2: it's more that
1: it. A lot of the stuff that I've used,
2: it's like they've just gone. Oh, look, these these ten lists that Terry's taken over the last year, they're all illegal. I can't uh, use any of them. I'm, I mean, the t- one list. Hey,
1: eh? the one list.
2: Yeah, but all the different, different things I tried. Yeah, but all you did was move these...
1: stuff around the peripheral. You never changed the core mechanic of the list. Yeah, which there was... was teleport gateway. Now that came in the that came in the like the later half of the year. The first half was more about the
2: double turn, double gateway, quadruple gateway shenanigans before
1: the Deceiver and Fankholt turned up. I honestly, <laughs> I think the um, removal of like double super spell is a good thing. Yeah. Um.
2: um I... Yeah.
3: I but at the same see. time,
2: I don't like that you can only cast it once and that's it. If you, Sorry, good not turn. successfully. Yeah, but that's good fine. Turn. So if you've got two Wizards and you cast a Mystic Shield and fail, it's like, oh, that's my Mystic Shield gone. So it makes it more important to have ridiculously powerful spell casters that are guarantee you that spell. But,
1: but, but then makes... if they've got a good spell and you're casting Mystic Shield, you're like, oh, I'm not Yeah, but that's, that's
2: why I probably always still take Kairos because... His bolt spell is okay. Yeah, but, and Lord of is the, and, but yeah, the Lord, Lord of, of
1: Change
2: and but the Lord of Change. Chiris
1: are amazing. are still good, even though you can't duplicate the spells.
2: Yeah, which is one of the stronger factors of pairing them
1: two up, which you could get a double gateway off. But but what it does allow you to do is because Pyrus can cast it, you've got the more board coverage for it. Yeah. So I think yeah. you know
2: it still has its uses. And he didn't go up in points, and the Lord of Change come down in points, which was like the only model I own that come down in points. So I'm happy with that.
0: <laughs> I think it's just going to make people play a bit more tactically. You can't just go, right, I'm going to Mystic Shield this guy, Nagash, for instance, because Nagash is a baller when you Mystic Shield him. And then um, if he doesn't get it off, then the next guy will Mystic Shield Nagash. And then I'm guaranteed to get it off because I've got four wizards trying to do it. Yeah, but Nagash probably is going to get Mystic Shield off because
2: he gets, what, plus
0: three or something
2: to cast? Yeah, but it was more
1: like. the fact you could double him up in so They could Mystic Shield each other and then immune to rend each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, you but
2: you can, you can still push him forward with her sat at the back. That, that hasn't changed. Yeah, it's but then she's, she's a lot easier to deal with.
0: Time. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's got the Ignore Rend spell, not her. And then when the she's dead,
2: up. he doesn't have the spell anymore. So Yeah, I wouldn't say she's easier to deal with, because a lot of the stuff that I used to kill, stuff like her was Double Gateway, which I can't do now anyway. It's not well, that hard. She isn't that hard to kill. Well,
1: so. a 4-up save as opposed to a 3-up Ignore Rend is a lot of difference, isn't it? Massively. Yeah, it's more about getting to her. If, if yeah, you but that's, that's gameplay, isn't it?
0: That's not yeah, the, the mechanic, though, is it? That that's I
1: mean that's with. that's your you playing good with, playing a good game with her, and or you having a flexible list that can reach out and get those sort of models. So that's that's fine. That's tactics. That's no problem. Yeah, that's what I
2: mean. So she's quite safe, sat at the back. If you play her, wouldn't say she's because she can't Mystic Shield herself now, she's gonna die just as easily because other stuff can't. You know, do what you did before. So she's been slightly buffed and slightly nerfed in different ways at the same time.
1: Yeah, but I don't so. think dealing with her with magic was a great option because yeah. you just get unbound. Because Nagash just unbinds you. Yeah. So I think anyway, but um, we could yeah. argue about this all all night. Though, but it's... I don't. I don't. It, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I've
2: completely changed all my lists to ignore the rule of ones anyway, so it doesn't. It's irrelevant to me now. It's just annoying Certainly. at the start. So why, I
1: don't know why you're complaining about it then.
2: Well, that's what I said at the start. I love it and I hate it. Because I love that it's it stops people spamming don't, stuff. Don't but you I hate just it.
1: like it that it's just made you change change your army up and freshen the game up a bit?
2: Well, I was doing it anyway. But I've been just been forced to do it quicker than I wanted to do it. Right. But it's done now, isn't it? So, Okay.
1: So I'm um, awesome. Second rule of one. Uh, A roll of one to hit wound or save always fails. So, that was a house rule anyway. Yeah, that's nothing new. We've always done that. Um, What
0: about the the GW Facebook page FAQing the Curse of Years,
1: Russ? To you have to roll two ups
0: now because it's
1: not an FAQ though, is it? It's going in. It's it's not official yet. It's a guy replying to somebody's message who isn't a rules guy. So, but if they're saying this is
2: what it is, it will get put in another future FAQ. Uh, then...
1: I'm not sure because I think there's some of the Facebook responses are the guy at the community team just replying to people. I don't think <clears throat> it's gone actually through. But it's not a wound roll. So it's not a wound roll. But the, his logic was it's a one is a fail
2: when you're rolling to wound, but it's not a wound but roll. But they treat it as a wound roll. So
1: yeah, but I, it's just wrong. So, it's,
2: yeah, it's it's just
1: it's just incorrect. But I so, can uh, I can see the rule of one going along with that. And then, then you, what ahead. else do you extend it to? Oh, you rolled a one and your charges fail. You rolled a yeah. double one, but you get plus three. <laughs> so, when I'm four inches away. Oh, it's double one. It's fail. You know, yeah. it's, it doesn't say that the rule. You read what the rule says. It says to hit and to wound or save. Curse the years is not a to hit or to wound or a save roll. It inflicts no, a mortal wound on a it's roll a special, of something. It's a special damage roll. that has. It's that not even a damage roll. Damage roll is defined. It's not even a well, damage you know what roll. I mean, it's a it inflicts a mortal wound role. on a roll of a something. That's not a hit roll. That's not a wound roll. So the response is just incorrect. So, you know, I mean, it's fine. And, you know, it doesn't bother me that much because... You know, if that's the case, then it's just it's still going to be effective. But I just Arkham would just lose his appeal. You know, yeah. It take him. A shame. So it's just. But you'll find some events will roll it, some won't. But you know, I think um, the other side of this is they haven't put in a roll of a six to hit or wound is always a success. Yeah,
2: which is important because you can easily get put down to like minus three to hit. Yeah, exactly.
3: and
2: then. If you're rolling a six, you take three off of it, and you've gone down to a three. No. But you've rolled a six, so you should hit.
1: So that's yeah, not how it works.
2: What it is? You subtract one from the dice roll, don't you? From like uh, Nurgle to hit stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So you you subtract from your roll, and you'd need a a four up or whatever. You roll a six, it becomes a three.
2: Yeah, so if you're hitting something at minus two, but you hit on fives and you roll a six, you technically can't hit them because you've rolled a four. Yeah. Yeah, even though you hit on fives, but you rolled a six to hit, so you should hit. So, Yeah,
1: but that rule's that needs not there, isn't Yeah, but so, it, it'll be house-ruled in right now. It's just they probably couldn't fit one into that title. Yeah. I, d- I did it at the time, rules so I of don't really... one and a six. I didn't really <laughs> understand the obsession of the rule of one. Where that even why that has to be a thing?
2: It's gimmick, wasn't it? Sounded cool, but didn't work.
1: Well, it works. It just because the game still plays, doesn't it? It's not like it doesn't work. It's just you might not agree with it. It just sounds. It just sounds too forced. Uh, I think that's a good rule. I mean, the independent scene already did it, didn't they? What ones fail always fail? Yeah, Yeah. that that should be the rule anyway.
2: Yeah, but it is now, isn't it? Yeah, but the whole the whole category it's put into. The three rules of one, so just just call it some house rules.
0: Yeah. You know. I... Or special match play rules. It's I don't know. It's just a discussion point though. I think the rules are one thing, I get it. I think it's cool. I I think it's just gonna change the way that we think about the game and if anything, that's a good thing. I don't think we were ever getting to the point where we were gonna get like, you know, Age of Sigma was getting stale, but uh, it didn't have the chance. No, but I think these, these rules are going to shake things up. And I, I think that what they've done with match play, I mean, as we'll get to the rest of the stuff that's coming, but I mean, what they've actually done with it is that they've, you know, there was restrictions that needed, in my opinion, to be in place. And they, you know, they, they've done it. Perhaps not to everyone's agreement or like, but it's well, there. Well, I mean, you never cast a spell anyway, so the first one doesn't bother you. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I know
2: I didn't like getting double gateway. Yeah, yeah, it's a bonus for you, because you don't cast, but now you can't be double-casted. No,
0: but so it's a win-win ca- for you. I can double-cast on
1: them, though, can't I? Yep, it's not a spell. Which is uh, what we'll talk about in a sec. But the third rule of one is any extra attack, hit, or wound rolls gained by the ability cannot themselves generate an extra attack, hit, or wound roll. So you can't like do the whole Tomb King spiralling attack thing, or... You know the Ripper ridiculous attack. I, I think that's. I a think good the thing. South, that's that's okay, but I think the South Coast version was better,
2: where you could continue to, but only on sixes.
1: Yeah, the only problem is it can be a little bit convoluted doing that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, in if you take the arcane example, then you could you could if it's a wound roll, then technically you can only roll once. That's why it's not a wound roll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the three rules of one. But obviously, we touched on it already. But you don't have the um, restrictions on non spells. No. So, things that are not a spell, which give you an effect stack. So, that's, was it the, the secretor banner? The blood secretor banners obviously are not a spell. So, you could plant multiple banners and. And get the Ashvaloff banner. attacks.
2: So you get plus eight range multiple times. The is it the um, callus? Uh, what's Castellan. it called? Castellan the, Castellan. the lantern.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. So you could lantern your retributors three times and give them a one-up save. Yeah.
1: So that's pretty legit. But um, I think what is kind of prevalent with this, and we had this conversation when we talked about these and I said that the issue you've got is that you can't say oh a unit can only be affected by a special rule once because then when you've got something like too horrible to die save or the Blight King's like pulse heal thing then what is that once per turn, once per phase? Once you know and then you say, well actually well you've used one of one of your plague bearers as used his save, the rest of them don't get a save yeah, because it's a special rule. Because it's a special rule. Now, because they don't have a separator to say that this rule is a buff, this rule is a debuff, this is an aura, this is a pulse, this is a this is persistent a persistent effect or something, you know, or this is a persistent effect, then yeah. you can't use a game term and say you know, no unit can be affected by a persistent effect, more than one persistent effect of the same name, because there is no such thing. So to explain it in the book, you'd have to use a paragraph and examples and it still wouldn't be clear. And then you would get inundated with questions going, what about this effect? Does this affect Stack? I'm not sure. Does this affect Stack or not? The and way suddenly to tackle you've it got...
2: is to put it in the profile of the thing. So in the blood Bloodsecret banner, under the rules for when you plant the banner, it would have at the end a model can only be affected by this um
1: one of these banners at a time or you just say models in the in the range of one or more banner yeah so you you can put it that way but the problem is is they've written seven eight hundred scrolls not thinking yeah, going about it
2: forwards is where they need to so, fix it now
1: yeah and and like i think you know that that would be a an adjustment i hopefully would see and i think um you know i don't know if it's that bad i think you just say well that's what it is and if there's anything that's particularly broken, then tos would just comp it. You just house mm-hmm. rule it and say you and can't buy more than one bloodsucker banner or one astrolog yeah. banner or whatever it's called. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, you've still yeah. got to buy the banners. And you've still got to plant them, and they've got a, a limited range, and you can't move. And you know, so there's limitations to it. I mean, if you, it's kind of like, you know, it. it I mean, to me, it makes no odds really whether you can or you can't. I think. Uh, You'd, I think you probably still take two anyway for redundancy, and I think any list that takes six of them would just be too gimmicky because you just go, well, I won't come near. We'd have no other heroes. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you would. Would you care? But then, would you go anywhere near near the army? You just keep outside of their bubble range and just fight them outside of that range and just shoot them. Yeah, so it yeah. depends on how you play the game, as well. But. Um, Yeah, it is what it is, and I understand why the rules not there. Because to write an overarching rule to cover everything, to be honest, I don't like those rules because they don't tend to capture things. So I'd rather they kept them to a minimum um, of these kind of these overarching house rules. So um, because I I said to uh, to Jervis, I said that with the South Coast, I had lots of questions about what stacked, what didn't stack. Because of the wording, and I said you're just gonna get swamped with it if you do it, you you just gotta be really careful with the wording. Um and obviously they that was kind of to capture the attack rule and the stacking of other things, but you know, at the end of the day if it's just not a, if you they've restricted spamming in uh, brackets, commas, whatever you say, in other ways. So uh, Yeah. I mean and again and TOs will make their own rules up. Um Yeah. So, but those rules apply to everything, but yeah, so anything with a persistent effect or, you know, that isn't 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 a spell is, uh, is a pretty good option. Yeah, three men get to do their
0: stomp, now eh, multiple times?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd, you'd have to to actually be effective, you'd probably need six tree men all involved in one combat, so it's probably a bit overkill, but you know. <laughs> um... Well, you
2: can only take four anyway, couldn't you, because they're
1: monsters, aren't they? Behemoths, I think. Behemoths. Behemoths. So uh, I think that's what we should talk about now is like picking your army. Yeah. So if you were just talking about, we're not talking about obviously TOs and house rules and we're talking about pure General's Handbook. Yeah. You have a set number of points. So 2000 would be the sort of standard. And um, you have to have a leader. Um yeah. You have to have three battle line units. You can have up to four artillery, and up to four behemoths. So, um, when you deploy your units, you've got to deploy them in multiples of the um, how you buy them in groups. You can't split deploy. Um, this, I hope, gets house ruled. I dis- I actually don't mind this because um, I let's talk about about that then let's talk about the the sideboard mechanic and the the sort of the l- loss of it if but obviously a to could just say like we're going to reign of stars and he said it's three thousand points ignore all the restrictions and you have a sideboard as normal yeah. so you could yeah. just it's, it's a simple thing you can just go well, uh, yeah that, like i think that same? will stay because people sideboard i hope we see a mix yeah, yeah. i yeah. actually quite like not having a sideboard
2: because I'm looking forward to not having one as well, just because then you know what you've got. Here's my two thousand points. This is what I'm playing with.
1: I think what it forces you to do it forces you to be way more flexible.
2: In you write your, a bear list
1: in your list, and yep. it forces you to um, kind of consider more more of the scenarios and what what weaknesses you have. But also, it means that you don't have a very long deployment phase because I found under Age of Sigmar, especially when I was using a new newish army, we'd well, We sat there on the phone adding up, oh, if I took this and I took that, oh, I'm two points over, oh, I dropped that, I'm still over and under, and you're almost doing like a game of... I reckon it was 20 minutes for us to decide. Yeah, and and I think you're losing so much time out of the game just deciding what army you're going to take. Yeah. Um, I kind of I mean for Face Hammer GT we're just gonna say you write two lists and you pick one list. So you've got a bit of flexibility but you're you're not got a very slow start of the game. Yeah. You just get on with it. You just get on with the game and I think I think the sideboard is okay, but um I kind of glad it's gone. Um It would
2: be good to have like an event with a sideboard, one with multiple lists, one with this is your list. This is what you use all weekends. So then you have, yeah. then you have three, four different. Like yeah, we course. talked about the card. Remember at South Coast we talked about yeah. like building a deck and mm. making a deck army, and like that could be something that come
0: in Aren't to it. You know, I just think that we when you have a sideboard, it allows you to have extremes in lists and yeah. have tendency in that three thousand points or what you'd have at Safe Coast. So you can take like an absolute terrible list on the table and have some redundancy in your sideboard to allow you to compete in missions where that list wouldn't be able to compete yeah. and i don't want to like you know point fingers at paul whitehead because of what he did but that list that he had you know it is yeah. under a general's handbook game where monsters you know its models score on the objectives jumping ahead with a sideboard he can then take that list for the missions where he thinks he's going to smash someone off the table and then he still gets the objectives and in lists where he's facing a million bodies he could then not take that list on the table it just means that i I think by making you stick to a set number of points means that you have to build depth into your list and you have to take into account every scenario and have something within that list to be, enable you to compete in every scenario.
1: It stops someone going, oh, I'm playing Chaos, so I've sideboarded in Five Night Azeroth just on the off chance.
0: Yeah, or I'm going to take two Batildons in the side pool. Just okay, because I you want know, to play Demons or Chaos. Yeah. You know, it just it stops that. It allows. I think when you have the restriction, and I mean, and there's a lot of people out there who probably disagree with me. I think, like, in a two phase and point balanced list that can compete in every scenario is not only a challenge, but it's comp
2: in itself. Yeah, It's not really possible, I don't think. Because you don't know what other people are taking yet.
0: No, so that's, that's It bit, doesn't it? matter what is taking. It's, it matters
2: it's a, fresh, it matters. a fresh meta now. No one knows what anyone else is really taking. So you're thinking, I'm going to write this baller 2,000 point list that can compete in these five scenarios. You might rock up against someone who's got the perfect counter to your list, which you thought you were going to do well, and you'll be like, well, back to the drawing board. So Yeah, but uh, I think the point yeah. is is
1: that you're by having a balance list, you're saying in this scenario I need fast units with multiple bodies. In this one I need heroes. In this one I need you know, I need to be able to have a unit with stay in power that can knock people Just off. Just tank the, the objective. Yeah. You know, so there's different units and you say, well, if I'm playing, you know, the places of power mission, I know I need free survivable heroes that can push up the field. So in my list, I'm going to add some models like that in my list. If you don't take any, or you only take two heroes, then you're going to struggle in that mission. And I think that's, I think that's what Les is saying. And it's going to be very hard to make a list that can deal with every list out there and do well in every mission. But I kind of like that. Um, I think the sideboard was great. You know, it is, it's a, it's a great thing um for if you're into that like sort of hyper i want to make an all-round list that i can compete and tune it completely to what my opponent's playing but at the same time it it kind of i kind of like the challenge of the restrictions um i think it's a bit like when we were talking to like the miniatures designers and they said like you know the restrictions become the challenge and that's what makes it interesting and i think that's that that again is the flip side and then also, when I spoke to Byron about it, he said, well, the only problem is you might get one sided games without having a sideboard. Um, but then I think you probably get that anyway when someone hasn't planned like properly or, or someone's yeah. taken an extremist like Paul Whitehead, who played Byron and it was a one sided game.
2: Yeah, but that would have been a one sided game for a lot of people. So it's. I, I think there are. You can't have balanced games in every game. It just doesn't no, work. No, you can't. No. So, especially when people are taking extreme lists. But I know, think like...
1: by not having a sideboard, you're going to have less extreme lists. Yeah, because you, yeah, you so, will. You, to compete, you have to take
0: a, like you have to take a, a, a multifaceted army. You have to be able to do it. I mean, Reign of Stars and Warlords—the list that I'm planning on taking—I've made con- like definite sort of concessions on what I'd want to take because I've only. I mean, and even then, I've
1: only got three heroes.
0: Mm. You know, which isn't enough. I know it's not enough. I'm going to
1: have to play out of my skin in those missions. Because... And I, I find the hero cap a real problem with my blood bound.
2: Yeah, I think that's because you've got,
1: you got such cheap hero
2: options. I'm finding six plenty for my chaos. I'm struggling to get more than two, three heroes
1: in. Mm. So, but... um, I think the different restrictions work, and I suppose this brings us nicely on to... I suppose Battle Line is probably the most. Should we have a quick break before we go the into sure the beast one. that is Battle Line? Um, yeah, we can do. We can have a break yeah. and come back and talk about it. Yeah, cool. Face Hammer is sponsored by Element Games. So, for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Um, we're back from the break, so let's talk about Battleline. The uh, this has been a little bit of a topic of uh, very of controversial. Yeah. Is it? Is it? I mean, how many versions of Warhammer have there been? Core units oh, or? No but people cool. have been
2: they've been lapping up this freedom of take what you like AOS for so long and now it's restrictions getting in there so they're a bit bit sort of pulled back by that I think and
0: just, not happy just get over it man it's like we've always had restrictions and everything that's the whole point it's like you don't want an army continually made up of the elite skaven unit that is storm things you don't want an army made up of the elite but you can, but you can. Yeah, of retributors you don't want an elite, elite army. it's like I'm going to take a formation that allows me to take just retributors in my list how much fun is that going to be yeah, I think there probably will be that formation at
1: some point <laughs> I don't think it's, it's a big problem there. because there's a lot of if you take this character then these become battle line if you're in this allegiance they become battle line I think that's enough and then people are like oh, but I've got my theme it's not theme, it's filth that's why you want to do it they're um, all filth
0: blind. that's the problem, they're filth blind to coin a phrase of Kieran the, the,
2: here's, here's the argument against yours though Les.
0: there is no argument
2: because is, 'cause you've got judicators in your list which are your battle line
0: units as well. Yeah. And if, if judicators weren't, I would take three units of liberators.
2: Yeah, but you don't have to. You've yeah, got it good but, because judicators are battle line and they're amazing.
1: But But you still got to spend an extra two like, like you know, that's a significant points investment. Yeah. It's like in every, I mean, in every list that I've taken, or
0: I, I, most of my lists are based around formations, yeah? Be it the Warrior Brotherhood, Skyborne Slayers, or another one. And every single list, that I've, that every formation has a liberator tax, that I used to call it, which is you take two units of liberators. So I'm always going to take two units of liberators and two units of adjudicators, which is four battle line units, which, yeah, they're good. They're slightly above average battle line units, and I can understand... Under certain um, sort of like order, sort of like, you know, be it destruction or or I don't even know, like the sub-factions out there. That If you take a specific sub-faction, there isn't quite enough choice or depth in your battle line troops. But that's only because the game's still in its infancy. And when more stuff is released, I'm sure that they will flesh that out. But it's just... It makes the game. It makes armies look more like armies. I mean, no offense to the people out there that were taking Nagash and friends, but that's not an army. Come on, it's like oh, yeah. three power models with some scoring direwolves that you hold back and then teleport onto something to score the turn. But before last, you, you know, an undead army should be like a horde of rambling zombies or skeletons, in my opinion, and it will look like that on the table. Now, I mean, yeah, it may not look like that, and you know, but it may not because. You it's take huge. three units of ten zombies
2: as your battle line, then merge them into one unit of thirty on your first turn. But so that's you just get around it.
1: what they were taking, as in like yeah, the three more, models.
0: It's thirty zombies on the table, which, you know, rather than Nagash, Neferat and Manfred, and then a load of summoning stuff, it, it makes you take that. And yeah, people will look at it and go, I'm going to take the minimum cost, like the you know, minimum points investment on battle line troops that I possibly can, or there'll be people out there who I think are probably going to embrace it a bit more and go, I'm going to choose the the sort of like the most versatile battle line unit, and I'm gonna find a space for that in my list because you know it's again under the, the, the missions, you're gonna need them for scoring units. You know,
1: Nagash doesn't score, does he? Well, he, I mean, he does now under General's Handbook, but I've well one th- model though, he's the he's same well, as a goblin. I mean, for yeah. me, like, the the point is, is you have two options you take the minimum. Core, you know, I'll just take ten yeah. clam rats, three, three tens three, of clam rats, or yeah. I'll take ten zombies times three. Or you say, actually, I've got to take battle line units. I can pick some decent units, and I can make those my battle line, and they're part of my army. And I'm, I'm going to make them in, a, take them in an effective size, and you know, it makes up you know twenty five percent of my points or whatever. So I mean, I've been looking at the list that I've been playing in the past, and I always took um, battle line units in every list I wrote. It wasn't like I ever went minded as well. So I don't see it as a big problem, Um, and I know people going, "Oh, can I take one unit of thirty plague bearers and say that's my free battle line?" It's like, well, no, because it's not free units, is it? It's It's not free units. Number that's the units. only
2: difference I've got is I've always had thirty plague bearers, but now I've just got to field them in three tens instead of one thirty, which is mm. not as good. But with multiple objective scoring things, I probably would have anyway. So I did deploy them in a ten and a twenty, or two fifteen, yeah, or three tens. Sometimes. There's nothing to stop you taking
1: like two units of thirty, is there? Uh, yeah, but I can spend points on other stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, but a I can say like it, it, it's it, not. You can, no. like for me, I was looking at um, blood reavers, and I was like. I wouldn't take three units of ten. I if I was gonna take them I'd probably take units of like thirty. Because thirty Blood Reavers is a hundred and eighty points. That's but that's a that's a decent unit, you know, that's that's not a bad unit to yeah. deal with. It's well like... I I just built ten more plague bearers like two days ago, so
2: I could have more banners, musicians and champions, but now I've got fifty, so mm. I can do a thirty, a ten and a ten. So that's only 500 points, 25% of my army. That's core, so,
0: and it's a really good 25% of your army as well. That's that's probably the best way to look at it, though. I think the problem is is that everyone looks at it and goes, "I could take three units of, or two units of 30 and a unit of 10 for for say like plague bears, or like what you're doing, one unit of 30 and two units of 10." But they don't want to have that points investment because they want to be able to take all of the bent filth that no one wants to play against. Maybe and you can't. You can't do it now. You have to. You you have to compound. You either have to take two units of th- two, three units of ten of the cheapest option, or like Russ is saying, you build an army around a battle line unit that is versatile and use it as you know. Try and work with it as opposed to going. Nah, I hate it. Well, yeah.
2: It. Incorporate it into your full two thousand points, or I think everyone has access to sixty point core. So you're playing with eighteen hundred and twenty so. points. So I, you just you just go. Here's my hundred and eighty points of core tax. So all my lists are going to be eighteen twenty, and yeah. then you just
0: try and write lists like that, which people are doing. Yeah, it's just, but that's fine. But it's just, it's just we've always had the restriction in place. It's only because we before you know the the general's handbook we didn't have it. That people now go and war. Well, I don't want th- that restriction. I want to take an army completely of blood knights. Well, but you I
1: can, but just you go can. and do it in open or narrative play, or run your own event and remove that rule, yeah. or go to an event that has it
2: removed. I'm sure mm-hmm. there'll be events that say battle line.
0: Is a minimum down to 2 instead of 3 I, four, I, dis, three I dislike it, I probably I mean for me, I really like the battle line restriction, I think the battle line restriction puts everyone on an even keel with their armies because of the battle line restriction and to be honest, I, if people were I'm, I'm going to Reign of Stars and I, I think it'll be fine, but I'd rather know the battle line things here I kind of
1: want it to be in place and I kind of want to I've been th- writing my Reign of Stars list because I've submitted 3,000 points for Bloodbound and I've yeah. been writing out lists and I've been writing them with three Battleline units just because I think that'll be the norm. And I'll, yeah, I'll just that's, not... what I'm,
2: that's what I'll be doing. Three Tens of plague bearers for me. Yeah. Because that you
0: may as well practice it now. Because it's going to be around and people are just going to have to get on board with it or don't play it and write their own events. But, you know, if someone was, to be honest, having played now with Battleline and how I like the way it affects list building... You know, would I want to go to an event that was in like you know, six months that was not having any battle line units? You might do in six months. Yeah, but in, like in eighth edition, you can imagine if they said in eighth edition you don't have to take any quartex. What would what would that be like? It would be a
2: different
1: event, that you'd yeah. have more filth on the tables. And yeah, and it's just I just think that I think what, what you might potentially see is the games going up to like rather than being two thousand being like two thousand four hundred I think Just because I think 2,000 is a little bit restrictive. Yeah,
2: I think 2,000 with 3 battle line is too restrictive. It should have been 2 for 2,000, 1 for 1,000, or 2 maybe for 1,000. But over 2,000, that's when you should have gone to 3.
0: I think 2 would have been enough up to 2,000. I suppose, but then they want the core of each army to be represented on the te- Represented? That's not a word. Represented on the table. You know, in like a... A gaming thing. It's like, you know, if you look at any armies of old, and I know we don't play this for hyper-realism, but if you look at, like, an, an army of old, there would be foot troops on that army. It wouldn't all be calf unless it's a specific situation. So, an army needs to look like an army, and I think an army looks like an army when it's got a, you know, an inclusion of battle line troops. And it
1: forces you to take balance. You can't take all monsters, you can't take all characters, and you you know you've got to take some core units or battle line yeah. units and it, it just there's plenty of choice i mean it's not like it's i mean and at the moment we're very early on i mean you think you imagine when they get round to doing all the sub-faction books and you're going to have so much more choice for battle line
0: that's the problem i think people are looking at it now going well i want to take this because i've done this and if they can't because they've not got the, the the you know the restrictions are in place and they can't take what they've already built and I get that I can understand why people wouldn't you know want to have like the monetary investment or the time investment to to sort of like commit to and you know increase in their army again but you know it's here well, it's also- just
1: change isn't it it's like saying you had a an, an independent staple it was getting to an independent staple of the South Coast GT and now it's basically gone right the general's hand but it's probably going to be the general staple. So people have gone whether well, the army that I built for South Coast Comp doesn't work or fit in Hand Comp, and I'm annoyed about it and I'm lashing out. It's like, well, you, you can still use those models. You no. can still you, you don't have to you know just because it's not as effective or you have to buy some extra models. It's like just just you know just get on board. I mean it's the same as when AOS hit Eighth changed to AOS. You got two choices. One get off the train or to get on for the journey. And I think the the journey is a good one and it's a good. It's or third place. option
2: is run alongside the train, shouting abuse
1: at everyone else on the train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which <hopefully>, did happen. <laughs> hopefully, they run out of uh, run out of steam and get left behind. It. So uh, I, I think much, most I think of them have
2: fallen over and died now, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you've got to roll with the punches, man, and just adapt. It's like the game's changed. If you
0: don't like the way the game's changed, you don't have to play it. But I, no, I've, I've got, got a feeling
1: there. there might be a handbook every year.
2: That's that would be nice because I would like really the like that because
1: keep the meta fresh. Yeah. they can adjust the rules. They can update the books, So you've got a handbook with all this stuff that's out, up to date. And then over the year, new stuff gets released. So then they readdress it again. I I really hope they do that. I hope it's a con- a yearly book. I hope it's not a a one off shot in the panel, almost like an annual. Yeah, I really yeah. hope they do that. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be down for that. Um, well, you know, you can add new, new league ideas, new campaign ideas, uh, new house rules. New, you know, you just do what you want, really, can't you? So, yep, new artifacts, new spell laws mm. in there, new,
2: new rules of one,
1: yeah, rules of two, yeah. well, rules of four, rules of six, six rules of two, yeah, Plus get four. it all in there. Why not? Yeah, nine, nine rules of one ring. <laughs> I don't know. No okay. <laughs> nine rules of four. <laughs> do something like that but I think you know I mean battle line and you've got the leader restriction as well you've got to have a hero which I like I don't like the fact you had armies that didn't take heroes I mean oh this uh, that annoyed random me. bro in this unit is my, yeah. my general is well. my unit this of six rubbish. iron guts just yeah. one's yeah. my
2: general yeah. you've got to kill all six of them to kill him
1: oh really you got to have a leader if your army, have not you I mean that's just 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 rubbish isn't it
0: just the way it is now. It's just like it's all people who are trying all the stupid shenanigans that you know.
1: So, let's talk about. We've I think we've discussed that, and you know, I mean, at the end of the day, this show is going to be us spouting our opinions about things, but that's what our that's show always, is basically. So that's what's always been in it. So yeah, uh, you know, we're not saying it's right or wrong or, or what, but we're just sort of telling you about. Some of the things that we think and what we've read and what we've seen on Twitter and social media. Um, A lot of people aren't liking it, but they'll come round. Yeah, but is yeah. that true, or is it just the people that shout on? I the mean, world, how many people yeah. go on? I love it. I love it. Uh, uh, I mean, how are people people are overly quick to be negative, also, and not. I mean do you go on I mean I don't go on Twitter and go I really like this bit I really like this bit I really like this thing as too hard. I really like this you, always, you only go on there when you want to whinge about something and you find like minded people to agree with but it's Yeah. the problem is is that
0: you can't be positive because the positive people usually get shouted down by someone negative who's got like you know vitriol behind them and and want to sort of like force their opinion on yourselves it's like nightmare you're over again
1: I think at the end of the day it's like what's the relevance of your you putting your opinion out there on social media, like, None. is it? I mean, you're only doing it what for affirmation? I mean, if you say like, what do people think? I'm interested to get a, like kind of like a consensus because I'm going to run an event or something. That's different. But if you're just going, this is shit. So, what what's that doing? Nothing. Let's have a warm
0: discussion. 90 characters.
1: That's Go. Right. You, you, but then some people are just bored, and that's what they want to do in it. It's, you know. But hey ho. So uh, reinforcement points. Cool.
0: Army to look at
2: this. Don't concern me. It's I'm I like it, and I don't I don't because I really this like is this is your sideboard where you yeah. can bring whatever you like in. That's why I like it. I think so. You you can deploy fifteen hundred and go. Oh shit! I'm playing against a horde army. I'm going to slot in five hundred points worth of uh, summoned units that will absolutely destroy hordes.
1: I think. I like it because you can add flexibility in your army by taking a reinforcement pool and using the summoning rules. Yeah. So if you're playing Chaos, you can go, well, I'll take, you know, um, you know, say 400, 400 points, yeah, and then that's two I units can that's spend a good... those in different ways depending on what I play against um, and what I need to fill the gaps. And also, if you've got units which create units with special rules you then have the choice of, I can use those rules, or I could not, and then summon something else. So I think the example is things like Blue Horrors from, from Pink Horrors, you know, that kind of example. Yeah, you can Paris spell. is a good one as well, with his uh, Chaos Spawn yeah, spell. Yeah, exactly. And you go, well, I can take the spawn, but because I am gonna, I want to summon this unit, um, and it will give me 40, you know, like whatever they are, 40 points left over whatever the spawn is, 40 or 60. Uh, 60 um but you,
2: you go our sideboard 120 or reinforce whatever 120 points that's two spawns or a unit of seekers yeah and both are summonable so you can just pop them in if you need to
1: yeah and i think the um i just think it's really cool i think um it's kind of good because they clarified the you can you can also break the restrictions
2: yeah so you can have five bear or five artillery although i don't
1: think there's any artillery you can summon um, oh no,
2: skull cannons! Yeah, sorry, they put the keyword
1: artillery on it, even though it's not a war machine. Yeah, but, but war machine is whatever, and it still doesn't yeah, exist anymore, doesn't it? It's what it is. So I think I think that's really cool because you can you can literally you've got the risk that the spells can be unbind. You can only cast one a- attempt once to turn that spell. Yeah, but I think summoning is quite risky now. Yeah, it's, I think it's. But then you've got more if you take more, lots of different units. You can potentially use your your magic users for that because you're not you know you can cast one spell once, but each different summoning spell is a different spell, so yeah, you know you could say, well, I didn't quite get that unit. Let's try and summon a different unit and just have a collection of models and they're all roughly the same points that fill the same sort of hole. Yeah. So yeah, and then you if you even like things like unit horrors become less rubbish because you you go well, I've only there's no point taking a cast that doesn't have an extra bonus spell, but then there is because if you use the summoning, then you could probably summon some stuff, you know, some cheapy stuff with those anyway. So, um, I kind of like it. I, I kind of think it you, you gives you, you basically say, and also the other good thing about it is it, um, is I don't know, does it affect your triumphs? Oh, I don't does know. Does it affect that? I, I know, thought it was points not left over after list, reinforcements. It? Yeah, it doesn't because of the because it's after, but um, yeah, what it does yeah. do is that it does allow you to deploy less on the table which is could be good, yeah. because especially in missions we need to react to where things appear, and there's no rule about, oh you've got to be on the board for a battle round to score Yeah, so yeah you can summon something and
2: then summon something again, so you could summon a Herald 18 inches in, and then summon a unit of plague bearers or whatever 14 inches in, so you've got you can put something in their deployment zone
1: yeah, and it even uses that as an example in the battle report in the book where they do like a chain summon. Yeah. Because um, when we did the day up in Nottingham uh, in the design studio they said about the battle report being a place where they could clarify think, like tactical things you could do which aren't abundantly clear. So yeah. I don't know how much of it's in there but um, I think uh, from looking at it I think the General's Handbook armies are almost a little bit small. Than what we used to. Points wise, you mean? Yeah, like two thousand points of models look smaller than what we used to. Well, yeah, like my... blood bound or stormcast.
2: Yeah, my my south coast list is thirty eight hundred points mm-hmm. under general's handbook when it should be three thousand. So my army is is expanded into eight hundred more points somehow. Yeah. So to cut that out, that's a huge chunk of models gone. Mm. Um. So yeah, it, armies have got smaller. Unless you're stormcast, which then that's about
0: the same in it less. Uh, about the same. About the same. I've not got as much. They're a little bit smaller. I've not got as much options to put characters in. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I'm taking roughly the same amount of troops on the table, but I'm yeah. just, I'm short of about two or three characters.
1: I thought when we did the battle report that the armies felt quite balanced. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I you know,
2: um, I think. Um, the Bloodbound come out quite nicely though, points wise. Um they um, do and
1: they don't. Like I mean the the thing is what you've got to remember about them is that's that's the, they are a horde army. Yeah. They that is what they are, though, almost the new orcs. Um the kind of forty K orc army in Age of Sigmar. Um they do come yeah, out you do get a lot of bodies, it's, but as gonna say the new orcs are dwarves. Well <laughs> with their gun line. Yeah. <laughs> But what I mean they've always been Green Dwarfs, so Green Dwarfs are yeah. but um no I think the you know the the, the reinforcement pool's a really good feature and like I it's different to how summoning worked under Clash because you had to have it in your sideboard. And it's different to South Coast where you got bonus points, which I wasn't I was leaning away from that after seeing how that was being used. Um and I think I think it's a good thing. You can go well. I'll take some reinforcement points. It gives me some flexibility, um, but it doesn't. It doesn't give me any extra points, that it, any extra men than if I just deployed them. But it allows yeah. me to react. Um, and also, your opponent doesn't know what you're going to put out, so you, you've got a bit more. Because kind you of... can summon anything that's legally allowed
2: to be yeah. summoned. So that you know, if you go, here's my fifteen hundred points. I've got five hundred summoning points or reinforcement points. That's anything. And let's, let's be let's be honest it's a
1: big bonus to chaos and death
0: yeah
1: because they, they're the two armies that really I mean I know Lizardmen can but only the Slang can summon them yeah so I think it's a really a really nice bonus for death and for chaos armies um, yeah I don't know I, I kind of like I it I feel like that's been taken into account when you look at the
2: size of the, the armies now
1: yeah I think so I know
2: like looking I was writing some just pure demon lists, they're a lot smaller. So having that extra little bit of flexibility is nice.
1: I think it depends on which units you take. Like if you take like the one like plague drones, then yeah I agree with you 'cause they're they're more pricey than they were, were not they? But they're a lot more pricey, yeah. Um so I mean Triumphs is quite an interesting concept as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I I quite like the idea of Triumphs. I think uh me and Liam Cook for the Brothers and Sigma event almost decided to specifically run a lists that were under, so that you could try and get the triumph.
1: Were they using it at that event? I didn't. I don't know how it's going to work between two of you.
0: I imagine it would just be an army-wide thing, wouldn't it? If you're under, but I don't
2: would it know. be a total? So one of you goes forty points under. I'm not sure they're using them.
1: I don't know. We'll have to have a look. But um, double-check that. If you were going to like Warlords, for example then it's, uh, it's quite an interesting um, interesting mechanic because it, it means that it, it's basically, if you've got more points left over, um, then you get to roll, don't you? And you get to re-roll all the hit rolls made for one unit in one combat phase. That's huge. <laughs> reroll all the wound rolls for one unit in one of your combat phases. Again, that's huge. <laughs> reroll all failed save rolls for one unit in any one combat phase. Mm, that's pretty good yeah. what I like about these they're all combat so you can't use it on shooting no it's all in combat which I, I really like um, but I, I... think it, it just gives you that oh I want to guarantee this but it's kind of it makes you that decision oh I've got 60 points left do I slot a spawn in or do I just not bother and take this buff
0: yeah, yeah. yeah take the, the chance to roll like you know the arm uh, the the armor save one and stuff like that, because that could be massive in some, like,
1: combats. But they're all good, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but reroll saves is probably the, the strongest the one. Because um, it's the whole combat phase. Yeah. And I mean, if you could take could... any of them, if you could have a character that could give you that buff with a hero ability,
0: you'd take them, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah
1: of course. On any of them, so. Yeah, I mean, depending on the on the points I mean the hit roll for Chaos is not brilliant because you've now got so many ways to buff it yeah Um, the save roll though is good because there's not huge amounts of ways to buff that that save roll on like a unit of Blood Warriors is amazing because every successful save you roll a dice on a six they take a mortal wound so it's like yeah that's why the oculus works really well with the mystic shield from the uh, Chaos Sorcerer Lord yeah but I suppose we just talk about scenarios shouldn't we
0: yeah.
2: Well, before we jump into that quickly, we were talking about restrictions. We've still got artillery,
1: and um, we kind of covered that, didn't we? We've Behemoths. spoke about that. You know, you have a restriction on them, and yeah. You know, what, what is there to say?
2: You can't take. Well, oh, just just thoughts on you know the monsters now being capped when they were obviously not capped before really they were good. for a bit, and they're fine. not capped now.
0: They're capped again. It's, it's really good. No one wants to see loads of monsters. And next one,
1: go. So, um, so I think we probably talk about the six missions now. When we did our our day up in HQ, this was like our main focus because we wanted to make sure that we had a a variety of missions that were fair, um, but also kind of encourage people to take um, sort of balanced lists, but also. We looked very heavily at the way you scored. Um so I the way you score in these missions. Yeah, so let's let's just go through like so take and hold is basically um it's a little bit like the mission we did with the um reliquee. Yeah. The South coast. Um this is probably my least favourite mission, if I had to pick one. Um just because it's very hard to actually win this mission, I think it's the,
0: the next one's harder. I think the second mission's harder than this one. Looking at the two, I mean, because they've both got almost the same restriction on the win on the major victory. Um, because
1: you have to capture all four objectives in the next one to score a major victory. Well, let's talk about that when we come onto that one, rather than which is the yeah okay because obviously we might confuse people so. Take and hold is two objectives in the middle of your deployment zone you deploy in a battle-line fashion. Um, And basically, you um, have to control an objective if you've got five or more models within six and then no enemy models within six. Um, And the five models can be from different units. Um, And from the third battle round, if one player wins a major victory, if they control of both objectives. If neither player has won by the fifth battle round um then basically you add up what you've killed and that's a minor victory so yeah. it's almost like you've got to make sure you're almost playing a kill game with the added caveat of don't let them like mug your objective
0: yeah it's going to be quite difficult to do it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to do because like you said you have to you're going to want to smash the opponent's army because you're going to want to make sure that you get the minor win anyway if you don't get the both objectives but the fact of the matter is that there is like that time constraint on trying to make sure that you have got enough models you have enough models to keep in your deployment zone to make sure that your opponent doesn't get the majority of models near your objective your reliquary then and then you need to sort of split your army and then attack his objective and try and capture his objective when he's going to be holding models back to protect it quite far in as well yeah so you've almost got to split your army into an attacking and a defending force and have enough punch to clear off your opponent's army his defending force and have enough defence of your own to fend off your opponent's attacking force if you go whilst trying to still smash him it's a very difficult objective very different mission
1: Yeah, I think the fact you've got to have 5 models as well is quite, uh, is quite telling um, yeah. I think this kind of really helps armies that want to that aren't avoidance armies because you, you you can't you can't dance around. You gotta you gotta have people around that that objective. You, you have to sit on your
2: objective and stop them getting on it. And if your opponent wants to come across the table and smash into you, it's going to happen.
0: But then you're not getting their objective, are you? Because you're sat on your objective. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Oh, sorry. I thought... So yeah.
1: what we're saying is you can't play a back away and shoot game. No, yeah, you, can't, you just can't abandon avoid. your objective. No,
0: you, you have to split your force, like I was trying to make uh, early on. You have mm. to be able to have, again, it's, it promotes having depth in your army list, really, doesn't it? To be able to yeah. have that attacking force and a defending force.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it's, it's okay. I mean, I think it's an interesting mission. I think it's one way, if you make a mistake, you could get caught out and just end up losing. Yeah. Because it's the end of a turn, so
2: yeah I think come come term three if you're not in a good position, that's one where they could quite easily just put their foot down and and just have
1: you on that one yeah, but quite interesting so so the next one, blood and glory, which we already touched on, so this is four objectives um sort of in the centre of each quarter of the board um mm-hmm. and this one is basically you have to control the four objectives um and you control it if you have more models within six than there are enemies. So this isn't, like, without no enemies. This is more models. Yeah. And it remains under your control. So if you move off of it and nobody else goes and claims it, it's still yours. I I really like this one. I actually played this one in the design studio against Ben Curry. Yeah. Um, using Did stall smash costs. him? Is this where you smash up his Uh It is, yeah. But, um... We actually realised that he had an illegal army because he didn't have enough battle line. Um, <laughs> because we forgot about that one, but there you go. Um, it wouldn't have made any difference because he summoned the skeletons down on the first turn. So, um, And when we did that, we actually were playing with like him getting extra like 20% in summoning. Anyway, it's uh, neither here nor there. But um, the idea of this one is I quite like it. So y- you win a major victory if you control all the objectives. Yeah. But this is one of the changes that I made because um, it was literally just that. I said that if at the end of the game it should be down to who has the most rather than kill points. Yeah. And then if you're tied, go to kill points. So I, I think uh, it was a good change because it meant if you had three out the four, you would automatically win the minor victory. Is that what is? Is that what it is on that? Yeah, oh, I, oh, I must have. So oh, it's it's oh. if you control all four, you get a major.
0: Yeah, and from then... about
1: around three, at the end of the game, if you've got the majority of the markers, then you win the minor. If you're tied, then it goes to kill points.
0: So it's it's still quite a
1: difficult one to win. I think. I think it's it's not as hard as the other one because the other one's an absolute control both, or it's down to kill points. Whereas this one is. It comes down to the objective. Even if you don't get all of them, I think to get a major on to this one is hard. Yeah, yeah but that's... I think getting a major in any mission is hard. Yeah, I honestly believe that. I believe getting a, a major victory in any of these missions is is very difficult. And that's, if... I think, that's kind of by design.
0: I think, yeah, that if they've made it so that each major victory, it, like the to get that is is such a big swing. Then you know, someone who claims like three major victories and, and three minors should be on the podium. Then,
1: mm. yeah, I think so. So, but yeah, I found that one, I thought that one was particularly difficult to get a major victory. I really like that mission. Um, I, you know, I'm looking forward to playing it again, to be honest. Um, I've yet to play that one, that's one of the ones I haven't played yet. So, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Um, so Escalation is basically playing diagonally across the board and your units come on in, in waves almost. Yeah. And then there's three objectives across the diagonal and then again it's um, a player controls the objective at the end of any turn. They have more models than their army of six, uh, than six than there right are enemies. This one's got a funky deployment rule as well, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. So starting so... from second battle round, each player scores one victory point for each objective they control at the end of their turn. So the men, most victory points at the end of the fifth battle round wins a major. So this is one where you're, you're going to be getting majors. Yeah. Because it's, it's very easy to, you're going to win and you're probably going to be on a different. If, if you're tied, it'll come down to kill points. But this is one of the ones where it's actually getting a major victory. Isn't that hard? Yeah. Um,
0: What's the, the deployment rules on it again? Because you've got it in front of
1: you, haven't you? Yeah, so basically, you you divide your army into three sections, and then everything you deploy your battle line on the on first alternate setup, and you can't be within um, twelve of the enemy territory. So it's twelve inches from the diagonal line, and then in yeah. your like second round, you can move on reserves, and then the next round you move on the rest of the reserves.
0: Mm.
1: So it's so basically you come on in waves. That's what I I, I thought. I but think it, for you this means you can't use Skyborn slayers. Uh I can't I just deploy it on the table I just don't teleport it on. Yeah yeah that's what I mean you can't you wouldn't be able to drop. Um
0: yeah, because it moves on from the table, doesn't it? I think it's really good for Silverf because they can deploy the hidden Realm still, can't they? For
1: can the... you not just deploy in the in the, like up in the sky or whatever you do? No, because how do you deploy the? You've got to split the formation into three groups that come on at three three different turns. Yeah, and Skyborn slayers drop in one go.
2: Oh, well, so you have to use the other one, les
1: the
0: warrior one that can come down whenever it wants. The warrior, Robert, you can drip feed stuff on, but yeah. I, I think in this situation you take the Skyborn slayer formation, and just deploy it. You know, you you fulfill the formation. Take the formation, just don't deploy it in the Celestial Realm. Mm.
3: Just
0: bring them on. Because they're yeah. on the table. Because the formation, you just... You can deploy it in the Celestial Realm, can't you? You don't have to. So you go, well, I'm going to fulfill the formation to get myself immunity to Battleshock. And then I'll put the Battle Line on, which is all my Battle Line units, which is six Battle Line units on the first turn.
3: Mm.
0: And four of those shoot... Well no, because
2: you you, can't, you have, to, you have to, to divide your army up, don't you? Yeah, even you can't you don't just deploy all your battle line. You, yeah, so how many can't. units have you got, Les? Uh, a lot. Like what, fifteen or something? You've got a lot of units. Four, five, six,
0: seven, eight,
2: nine, nine ten. ten. Okay, yeah, so three, you that's their example. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be a four or a four and a two. So yeah. you put down three units of judicators and a liberator on the first one, I imagine. Put four units of judicators down in all battle line, not Oh, you got four, have you? Yeah. Okay, so you put four Judicare units down, and then you just shoot your opponent off on the first turn. Yeah, win. Good good game, well done. It's almost like I thought about it. Wow. I don't know, it sounded like you didn't know what you were doing a second ago. <laughs> That's what that, that, I've people into a full sense of security. <laughs> That's what you want them to think. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: um, I quite like this one. This will be quite interesting, but like you said, I think if one person's got a really good aggressive army, they will just smash their opponent off as they come on bit by bit.
1: I think it depends because a lot of armies work by being in a in cohesion with each other. Like yeah. my blood arm yeah. would hate this. Because you yeah, want one, your units to be supporting each other and you're kinda of coming on in dribs and drabs. Yeah. So it's difficult to say. Um I think you just gotta play different. Um but it's I think it's fine. Um it's different.
0: I think it's fun. I think it's going to be a, a
1: definitely a different
0: way of playing a game. It's going to present itself with different tactical.
1: I think we. I did talk about this with him and said, "Well, actually, I think this is maybe. I don't really like the drip feeding units, but then it does force you to take battle line units which can actually do stuff. Because if yeah. you just take like all your minimum units of crap, then you know you're <clears> not going to be in a very first, good position <laughs> because you you want to be scoring in the first turn. Yeah, and you're not. You, you know, you're not gonna be pushing like two three into ten clam rats up, are you? Then that's just not gonna do anything.
0: Or three it's to ten zombies.
1: Yeah, so well Well, merge it into one thirty and move it up. Yeah. Yeah. But the um like if you'd actually invested in decent units like I've got three and to ten Blood Warriors, you'd quite happily run those up the table, you know. So I think it's a good mission it it means that the people that are taking battle line as minimum rubbish units they're gonna struggle in that mission mm-hmm. um so border war's the next one so it's it's basically it's like a cross of objectives, like- so two in the middle of, on the center line, one in each deployment zone in the middle uh, twelve yeah. inches on uh you played this one have you Les? Uh, yeah, I played
0: this one. I played this one against Kieran from the club um a couple of weeks ago. I think it's when the book released the week the book was released. Um, and yeah now I find it really, really good. I think it presents its own challenge because, like everything in the general's handbook, it's not score at the end of the battle round, it's score at the end of your turn, yeah, so you need to make sure again that you're scoring in your turn whilst you're you're again smashing your opponent off the objective in your turn whilst protecting it and protecting your objective so that they can't score then in their turn. Um, and you know the fact that you have to, it encourages you to play aggressive to go into to try and capture the objective in your opponent's deployment zone because it's worth four points, isn't it? I think.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. I think that's the good thing as well. Like they're worth different points. The center one's worth two. Your one that you can camp on is worth one, but their one's worth four. So again, it kind of I rewards just, that aggressive. I just got
2: point to Think out quickly.
1: Yeah.
2: The the map at the bottom right. Hmm. So you've got the blue and the red side. Hmm. Just the shattered Dominion table in the bottom right look like cock and balls to you. <laughs>
3: um,
2: <laughs> perhaps, you perhaps you've got something on your mind. Terry. No. <laughs> it looks like a pair of balls of a drooping cock.
1: <laughs> oh, I suppose if you take the the other bit coming off of it. The
2: other bit is like the helmet on the end. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh.
1: A little insight to Terry Pike there, at
2: least.
1: Uh, yeah. Thanks yeah, for so, that contribution, like Terry, story. on that scenario.
2: I like this fucking scenario, hell. it's got cock
1: and balls in the corner of it. They've all got cock and balls on them. I know, I just noticed. Oh, fucking hell. So, God, yeah. places of power, three places of power. Uh, I'd like, like this one as well. So it's three objectives across the centre line. So, oh, it's cock and balls. <laughs> this one you've got to move a hero within three. Only one hero control anyone at any time. Um... Then it's the first one to arrive that controls it. If a hero slays an enemy hero, they immediately gain control of it um, if they're within three of it. So, your basic your heroes have got to basically wade up into the middle of the board and stand on the objectives and keep it, um, like the, the not get shot off by cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you could walk onto it, capture, then get shot off, and you still score, have not you? So yeah, to the end of yeah. your turn, you score a victory point for each place of power controlled the number of victory points is equal to the number of turns your hero has controlled that place of power. So it it ticks up, so the longer you stand on it, the better it gets.
2: So you put Archeon on it, and he goes, one, two, three, four, five, I've got all the points. But then he's not smashing your
0: army off, is he? And there's two others,
1: where you could just stand like other models on those and go, well, I'm getting the same, but I've got two. So I I think Um, when I, I played James Perrin at
0: this one at the club last week, um, and yeah I've, I've found it really really good I think it's all about having enough heroes to contest all the time I think when we played I, I just made it a, a, like you had six heroes on the table and I was just like I'm just going to shoot your heroes off yeah. and then if I shoot your heroes off I should win even though I've only got three heroes
2: yeah I think stuff like great and clean ones will be good in this because they're actually they can tank it yeah. long enough to get you a good few points and then heal up and obviously use other spells to heal them well, up well, as well They can, can
1: be amazing in this you just, just sit and on just it just push onto yeah. it just just tank it up any tanky hero just brilliant for this mission like yeah. big monsters you know anything that can like thunder tusk hero be amazing stonehorn Ugh. you know just stand there stonehorn would be godlike with his half wounds yeah and he can like smash off their hero kill it take control of it and just go yeah come get me i like this scenario this one's going to be really good I think again, if you've got the 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 right
0: list for it, I think it's really really good. I think if you haven't got, you know, the perhaps enough heroes in your army, <clears throat> me. But I think a I lot think of I've the got missions, a, for this.
1: a lot of the missions, kind of rewards you for having like lots of men. Whereas this one kind of rewards you for having like hard monsters. Yeah. So like, you know, like a Star Drake would be amazing.
0: Yeah. So it's like, fine.
1: yeah. You know, I think. It's kind of that balance, like, like, oh, this mission's going to be better for you if you've got those sort of things. Um,
0: And again, if you've got a sideboard, I think it sort of like almost makes it a little bit too easy because you build enough redundancy into that big list of yours. But you
2: sort of can, with your reinforcement pool and this, you could set aside 500 points and summon two grand clean ones into this game. Yeah, if you're chaos, but.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for me then, for instance, I I can't fit uh, a competitive list with enough characters in I feel. You know.
2: Is that because you're still running Skywall Slayers and you should move on to something else? Or I think it's uh, just the way Stormcasts play, though, because they yeah. play a bit like Elves in old editions. They've got lots of weak, fragile
1: and, heroes. And I know that sounds stupid when you say they've got a 4-up save, 2 wins, but they are a shooty, kind of fragile army that hit They're almost like glass hammers. They've got no
2: mortal saves. That's yeah. what they get hammered by.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I think a Star
0: Drake on that one though, Les, if you could get one of them in your list would just be pretty ridiculous. It's, the, it's a massive points investment, Stardrake. I think at six hundred points is quite you don't get a lot of army. Oh that's two thunder tusks. You know, you don't get a lot of army around the Stardrake. I've got like no. ideas for what I'd like to take, but the problem is is that you I think personally that if you don't take a Vexler banner, you take a formation, and if you take a formation then you have to adhere to the what the restrictions in the formation and then you don't put you haven't got enough points left over to put heroes in. I I can see like I mean I'm taking one, a Lord Relictor is gonna make an appearance in most Stormcast arms, I think, now, for that eighty point hero that can dish out mortal wounds, heal mortal wounds and make a unit minus one to hit.
1: Yeah, amazing. Like why wouldn't yeah. you? He's amazing. I He's think awesome. as well, like it makes a slaughter priest maybe worth having. Yeah. Because you can sit back and go, well, if you come within sixteen inches, I'm just gonna D6 Mortal Wound you.
2: Can he or, not pull them off the objective yeah, he as can, well? Yeah. Oh he's gonna be amazing. How many points is he? There's a hundred. That's a bargain.
1: Uh he's only on the four out. He's not very good. Honestly, it's sixteen inches is not very very long. Because to be within sixteen of the unit you want to pull off, you you yep. Yeah. I dunno, I think it's got a place. They they're okay. But um yeah, I'm not sold. Uh, I've I've got this like love hate relationship with the slaughter priest. He's a bit hit and miss for you, isn't he? He's like he either
0: does something amazing and you're talking about it for ages and we nothing. He doesn't
1: nothing. do it he never does anything amazing. I just love the the idea of him. But then when we played that mess about game and we were up at Warhammer World and I just had that guy on that tower and I just I'll just i just D six Mortal Kombat and that guy, oh he's dead. I'll, D6, I'll D six oh he's dead. You know, you're just like, wow, I've just killed two five-wound heroes. Do you know what it's I mean? Cause it mar- it's what it didn't matter. If it mattered, He wouldn't, wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, I mean, every time I use, oh, this would be amazing, I can pull that model off that objective or get that closer, then I can combo charge it. It's always a roll of two a roll of three. Uh, didn't roll the four up, doesn't do anything. Um, and when you look at the other heroes, you could buy for, a well, like 80 points. You think, oh, do I take him or do I just take, you know, like skull taker at 100. Yeah, or do I take um, you What's know, a skull problem? grinder for 80 or a champion for 80 or an exalted deathbringer for 80 or a or a blood a blood stoker for 80. You know, I mean, the blood stoker effect reroll ones to wound plus free run and charge. I mean, like that's 80 points. It's like, well, you know, is that better? It probably is. I don't know. Yeah. It guarantees you a charge. You're not going to fail. So it's, because if you yeah, go in three, prob- probably better swing, investments. Like and it gives you real one story, to isn't it? So it's it's kind of. I think the, the slot piece is going to be a good thing to have. But again, this is why the sideboard would be a problem because you could in a mission like this, you go, "Oh, they'd be amazing." So I'll put them in my sideboard and I'll just slot them in. Whereas without the sideboard, they've got to be in every game, and you're like, "Well, are they going to be that good in every game?" Probably are because they, they give you objective control. And because it's the end of your turn, it's a very powerful ability. So, Yeah, I think
0: that they're really good. I, I can see me, like I said, I compare the, the Sword Priest almost like to the Relic turn. I think yeah. that you're going to take them in most lists, I think now. Well, I mean, I know I will. I actually think taking two Relic would be really good. Stacking up minus one to hit, if you get that free up um, Mortal Wound off on the enemy. Imagine you've got a critical combat and you put two D3 Mortal Wounds on the enemy and then minus two to hit
1: now. What's the minus two to hit thing from?
0: So, uh, whenever a Lord Relictor hits someone with his lightning bolt attack, you know, the three on a three up, they take D3 mortal wounds. Right. Minus one to their hit rolls.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't know until I reread read it the other day as well. Did they knew, add that in new? That, that's, just, that's just in there, mate. That's always been in there.
1: What, even in the you start? have seen that before. Yeah. You sure? Let me... Are you making this shit up? Well, you... I've never seen that before. I've never seen that no, before. No, when, when have you ever seen a Relictor
2: on the table, man? Bez has got some special new book he's taken to uh, Warlords. I think. He's just pasted
1: yeah. it into his war scroll.
2: Just, yeah, he's just got good with Photoshop. That's all it is.
1: Ben, ben Johnson was just left alone with the developer laptop for a while and just okay, put some so changes in.
0: In the Grand Alliance Order book, it says on roll of three or more, the unit picks up as D3 mortal wounds, and your opponent must subtract one from all hit rolls for the unit into your next hero phase.
1: Well, I'll be taking like three of those. They're that's amazing. amazing. Wasn't... No one's picked up on it.
0: Well, they will now. And it stacks. And it stacks. Two Lord Relictors is ridiculous. Because, like that, I mean, on the three up, I mean, yeah, the range is 12 inches. But he's pretty tanky, and it has yeah, to be If you're going into Fury. combat anyway, that's still. That's you run them across the table, and then the, when the Retributors teleport in and fight, you then get. You, you know, you've already stacked it so that they're, you know, minus two together. You hit. don't
1: run across the table. You sit there and shoot people, your adjudicators. Yeah. Then they get into combat with adjudicators, and then you retreat out, drop your paladins in their face, and then make a minus two to hit. It's on a free up. It doesn't happen all the time, but you know, still, yeah.
2: But you've got two of them. Still minus one's good on yeah. uh, two of them. Pretty it's ridiculous, good, right? and it does damage.
1: That's... Yeah, and it can heal. Can't it? You know, if that one turn you don't need it, you just go. I'll oh, just heal no, those. Screw the healing. Just do the damage. To minus one to hit. That's amazing. It's good, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you should definitely have a couple of them in your list.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. Never, yeah, I'm
0: converting another one as we speak. Well, not as we speak, but you know, I've got it on the, the table ready to go. So, nice.
1: g- gifts from the heavens?
2: I not was really there. confused when I just looked at this one. Really? Because there's loads of numbers in the middle of the tiles, but then I realised that's where the meteor lands.
1: Yeah. I love this mission. Yeah, I do as well.
0: It sounds really good. It was amazing, even though the game... Russ took me off, and I got a bottom lip coming. But otherwise, it yeah, was amazing. it
1: still come down to like three or four critical dice rolls to whether the game went to you or to me. Yeah, because it was it was about the mission and not about you running S- into a wall of cornate stuff that's been triple buffed. And um, yeah, dropping on the wrong turn. You know, like going into like the the blood warriors with the wrathmongers behind with the double banner. All right, all right, all right. You know, like. Some sort of idiot i I was playing feeding the... the grinder, just just yeah. checking your men in the meat grinder um but I think this mission's awesome, so basically you at the end of your second turn you roll to see where you does it start your second turn um, yeah, in your hero phase, you roll to see where you meet your lands, and that's then your the objective and you have to um. You score a number of victory points equal to the current round for each meteor you control. So, what I really like about this is that it, at the end of the game, it's worth more. Yeah. So, it ticks up more and it's kind of. It can become a bit weird because you can be in a situation where you're like, I've only had it for like two turns, but I've had it on the last two turns, so it's worth more than the other turns put together. Um. Does it, do they come down at different times though? They come down Did in it's... your so your one yeah. comes down in your hero phase. Yeah. So
2: theirs comes in their hero
1: phase. Yeah. That's that's interesting. It it does make for an interesting turn too, because you're going especially because that's normally when you're going. I'll play for the double. Yeah. The problem is, is you don't know where their objective is. So if you you almost don't want a double turn. If you go love, yeah. if you if you give them the first turn and you go right, I get to go. You go, oh, I want the double turn, but then I don't know where their objective is. So, yeah.
2: so you kind of want to give them the second turn and
1: then play for the next double turn. Yeah, so you kind of want to say, well, I'll if we win the role and you you know and you go well, actually, you will we'll alternate. You go first because then I want to know where the objectives are, then I can react to it. Um, but I think it's a really good it's a really good mission I'm, I'm hoping we'll play it at the weekend because I really enjoyed it I think that's probably my favourite
0: I liked the I some Gives some Heaven and I also like the the one that I played with Kieran I can't think of the name of it it's, the one War Objectives yeah the um, the one
1: we border talked about Border War Board, is it Border War
0: Border War yeah
1: yeah so but I think cool. is that oh that's all of them is it yeah that's all six oh, yeah so oh, that's cool we're quite proud of those like...
0: they're really really good mate and I think like you know I, I did mention in the whatsapp group to you guys that I think that it's a different style of play yeah. now because in most turn in most missions now you have to score in your turn not the end of the battle round and I think it, it makes for a whole new sort of like perspective on the game and a way of playing rather than like you know I do this this and this smash this here end of the battle round I score two you know you have to think a little bit more you know, open minded about these things because you have to go right, he's going to get to score in his turn now. So, how do I stop him scoring and allow myself to score? As opposed to the old way where it was just like, I'm going to smash that unit and
1: then score. Yeah. And as well, like, because you go, well, they can't react. Oh, I've got the second turn in the battle round, so I can just run onto it. It's like yeah. you, you you can't do that because then in their turn, they would have scored because yeah. you didn't contest it. So then, all you're doing is equaling. You're not. You're not getting up. Yeah, I think it's it's really interesting concept because you're you're basically trying. You you actually have to push them off in your turn, and then yeah, it's just it's just really cool.
0: Um, I I love it. I think the the missions are the best thing about the book. And you know, kudos to you guys for. You know, I'm sure that there was bones there already, or whether I mean, I don't know. There was
1: there was scenarios to work from.
0: But I think they're really, really good. I think you've done like you guys should be really proud of what you you know all achieved. Everyone who was involved in it.
1: Yeah, so. I think um, we, we that was what we spent our day up there. We basically played through the missions. So yeah. we had there was a group of us and we played three games, three different missions. Had a break, then played three games, three different missions, and um, there was one mission that we we ditched. Like Dan and Wayne played, and it just it just got dumped and we just went right around another one. And that's where the Border War one come from. Yeah, because I, I really like Border War. Because actually, really like. originally, the we basically just said, well, we'll just rotate the objective, so then I think the different scoring on each objective come through later. Yeah. So that was the mission that came in because of the flank attack mission got dumped. Um, Because it just doesn't... It doesn't really work when one person's got to split their army and can flank attack and the other person doesn't you have attack and defender. I never like those missions for tournament play. I just don't think they work no um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like man from heaven basically was untouched it was it was already designed that that mission, whatever they're called gifts from the heavens now gifts from the heavens yeah, that mission gifts was so that was the original name it had on the on the PDF when we got there, but the um That mission basically didn't get touched. It was pretty much. The places of power got completely redesigned. Um, The hero standing on it was my shout, which I was quite happy went in. Yeah. Um, Because originally it was. There was one thing in the middle, and then you had to, like, try and dig for the objective. So you had to, like, have a unit there and you'd roll to see if you discovered it. Um, Yeah. And you got easier to discover the longer you were there. Uh, But we just. I just said like it's not, it's it's only one objective in the middle. It's kind of it doesn't it feels a little bit like Watchtower syndrome. Um, so it's every pin bundle into the middle of the board and fight over a digging site. It's yeah. So we yeah. we basically said well, I said well, why don't we split it up? I said why don't you just have it that the hero stands there and they get they get more points the longer they stand there. I quite like the concept yeah. of it, like the idea, like you know, your champions kind of. Holding the ground, holding like ground, now. and he's getting more powerful the longer he's there. And yeah, it's... it was. It... I think all of the missions, mate. I think
0: you know, in Eighth Edition when we played some of the missions, there was always those oh, they were awful, weren't they? You'd never play. Whereas I can see each one of these missions being a staple in you know for the you know
1: for the hopefully for the years to come. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with them. And then if you wanted to add a layer of rules over the top of them like if you wanted to make your event more narrative you can say okay so mana from or oh, so gifts from the heavens the two meteorites do damage when they are hit and they've got an aura so like you know one's warpstone one sigmarite you know the warpstone has a corrupting fell in you know it does damage to you if you're the enemy but it gives yeah. you like a bonus if you're like the chaos or whatever and vice versa or you can say oh it's a a chunk of like I don't know, like like death energy, and it, it regenerates your units, but then it it hurts your enemy. So you could write a layer of rules over it, like places of power. You could actually give your hero better stats the longer they stand on it. Yeah, like
0: you know, an extra attack or like you know, an extra rend or an extra damage because they're there, or an extra yeah. arm or save, You know, each one does a different thing.
1: Yeah, and you could then you could have like, uh, you know, for all the different objectives you could have special rules like you could have like all oh, the when you've turned over the blood and glory objective you could have them as you raising your banners and they they give you like a bravery buff or a demoralising effect to the enemy. So you could you could literally write a layer of fluff rules for to enrich the scenarios. Um and that would be really cool. Um so I think that that would work really well. Yeah I, I think that it's
0: you know, I was never around when 8... Well, I mean, I wasn't playing more armor when 8th came out. And, you know, when Age of Sigmar came out, we didn't have any of that structure. Yeah. But for me, the release of the General's Handbook was the thing that I was waiting for, like, you know, what I wanted the ninth edition to be. Mm. And I think we've now got it, and, you know, I'm excited for the missions. I'm, I'm, like, chomping at the bit to play the missions and practice them and, you know, and just, you know, see how they, you know, see how it, it works with each army that I've got.
1: No, I think the um the the actual eighth edition when that hit and we played the master straight out of the book with the scenario straight out of the book, it was just awful. But I think this, this system you can actually play straight out of the book and it's gonna be pretty decent. It does seem that way. So I think it's a it's a success in that regard. Whether you agree with Battle Line or Rules of One or whatever, I think it's still a good competitive experience if you play with just straight out of the General's handbook.
3: Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. I, I so just, again, it's like an awesome time to be playing, playing Age of Sigmar, really. I I can't wait to see what the future holds for it, you know, and you know, extra, you know, campaign packs, you know, extra, I mean, with the General's Handbook, they could just release a mission pack for match play.
1: Yeah, I mean, they could just literally do a new set, a new match play journal update or, you know, a new set of match play scenarios or... Expand the rules of one or whatever, you know. There's so much they could do each year, and just well, just adjusting the points,
0: just by not being sort of like bound to one book and they're like you know the the release schedule that they had before, just to now have like the freedom to just react to what you know they want and sort of like you know they. they I mean, I'm sure that they're aware of what goes on in the independency, but react to what we. Sort oh, they're of definitely
1: f- aware of it. You know, they yeah. they they were you know, they were definitely aware. They'd been looking at our systems and uh, yeah, they were definitely fully aware. And obviously some of the people in the design studio are part of the tournament scene in in one well, designer studio, not the miniatures design but the actual like the game, the rules sort of bit. They're kind of involved in the scene, aren't they? So um, I think I think that it's it's just a really positive step that I mean we covered that on our Podcast Eternal show, but it just yeah. kind of a positive step for GW to say, yeah, we've li- we've seen what people are doing. We're validating all three different ways to play. We're gonna, you know, round off the product. We're gonna, we're gonna give people that foundation to work from. We're gonna make it more accessible. We're gonna make it more um, modern, to coin Byron's saying. But yeah. just just make what? it. A game which hasn't put up unnecessary barriers for for any reason other than stubbornness is all I can kind of see it as. Um, but we talked about that all the way through the beginnings of AOS and we wish listed for this and it's here, you know. Whether or not that's, you know, due to people like us on, on media talking about it and doing the independent scene and the independent packs and showing, you know, South Coast we got that sort of attendance level. There is a demand, you know, we've shown there's a demand for it, so uh I mean yeah, if you go back and you like you know,
0: look at the wish list, you know, I mean, how many of there are old episodes when Sigmar came out and we were just like, I just wish they'd give us points. Yeah. If they gave us points and a way to play, it'd be like a perfect game. And now they've
1: done it. Yeah. And I think um Dan kind of made it a good point when we were at the um we were at the day and he said that, you know, Wayne would started playing war games when there wasn't points. Um but me and Dan are of the same age and we're from a generation where GW went, every game had a point, a way to select your army and it was all based on points. So GW almost yeah. invented points for all their games and went, you have points. And it was That's like, it. so if you've got uh, years of GW sort of almost indoctrinated players and then you go, no, nope, not doing it now. And it was just so weird. It was just completely yeah. weird. And I understand that Points is not perfect. Points doesn't balance the game. Points doesn't, um, you know, make it fair. But what Points does is it just gives people a foundation. And I think, and it gives you a starting point and, and then people can make their own house rules on top of that. And I think that was the biggest f- point to get across to people. Um, maybe that's that was the change of attitude in the company. Is that they decided, okay, so it's not it's not about points balancing the game. It's about points allowing people to play, pick up a game with a stranger or at an event quickly without having a lot of discussion or prep beforehand. You know, it it allows you to just get on and play, which at the end of the day is what they want people to do. They just want people to enjoy that product and enjoy that, that world. You know, you don't
0: have to have that awkward discussion. Do you measure to bases or do you measure to model to model? It's all there in the match
1: play. Do you want to have a match play game? Well, the bases yeah. isn't, a, but isn't it? No, that's a that's a tournament uh, house rule for uh-huh. warlords. Is it um, oh, okay? Because actually, there isn't. It does say in there about some players. It prefer, suggests, yeah, because we that you can do it. We said to the guys that we wanted them to put it in as a a kind of this is some people play this way. Because to say it, it's not that it because so you had a few people that were arguing, well, it doesn't say it says you measure to model and take it almost too literally, and I think what what a lot of people we wanted to say is that we're not going to say that that's wrong and you should measure to bases. I think it's just that by saying that you, a lot of players do that, um, you, you know, and actually it, when we were discussing scenarios the base thing created a little bit of a problem with some of the sort of the mentality, because we had the mentality of, oh, if you've got Archeon on a big base, because the, I think the radius was three inches originally, you could sit on top of the objective, because objectives are not physical things that block movement. Yeah. Um, and his base is so big, you can't actually get within three of it. Even if you're touching his base, it's pretty legit. Um, I like that. But then, obviously, they said, "Well, you could just stand on the base." Oh, yeah, because it's models. But then I we said, "Well, but not everyone plays that way. So why do they made it 6 So that's where the six yeah. inches come from. Because we, we were saying, "Well, six is a bit bit better, isn't it? It's a bit more bit more play in it." That's
2: a lot of space. That's a quite a it's, big it's radius a 12, for an objective. It's Twelve inches, isn't it? It's a 12, Twelve inch bubble a big around, the, around
1: the objective. Yeah. Which, it's again, it makes some more interesting things where you could actually walk up to it and contest it without actually... You can't... It's harder to just put bodies over it so you can't get near it.
2: Yeah, you just blob 30 plague bearers spread out all across it and go, you ain't getting within three inches of it. Now you could get within six inches of it quite happily. Yeah. Because yes, that's a massive area to cover.
1: Yeah, and I think that was kind of the decision that we made, is that that it would be better... That you you kind of you can't just almost like blob people out of the objective. Um, yeah, you can still put it's a, a defensive change. unit on there that's got a lot of bodies because that's still going to be hard to shift. But you can't just deny people with space, and but you can still actually, but in different but ways. Twelve inch bubble is a lot of space to try and block. So yeah, but you'd have to use like multiple units and pin them in combat, and then. You have to do it in different yep. ways, you know like using like your units that means you can't retreat or some you know stuff like that or a treatment that just wades out and pins the unit in combat that they can't retreat out of so um but yeah I think I think that basically covers everything in terms of scenarios and house rules and stuff I think probably take a break come back and talk about what lists we've been talk, thinking about doing and the events just quick now. yeah yeah so, right we'll have a break then we' we'll be back in a minute. Come join us this September for the first ever FaceHammer Grand Tournament being held at the Element Games Northwest Gaming Centre in Stockport on the 24th and 25th of September. This five-round Age of Sigmar tournament will use the new match play system from the General's Handbook as well as feature seminars on tactics and painting and also a painting competition Tickets are available from July the fourth through the Element Games web store. So make sure you get yours so you don't miss out. See you in September. And we're back from the break, and we're going to talk about points. Yay! Um, so obviously, in the in the book, there's a load of points, and we should we're probably going to talk about artifact abilities as well. It's probably a good idea. Um, so. With the points, I mean, let's just talk about the, the sort of the, the min max size units. Um so obviously you've got like your min, which is normally the box set you you they sell the models in. Yeah. But you've also got maximums. Now obviously in the independence scene we've been playing with wound caps of like thirty or forty. Yeah. Thirty but, to forty depending on like the unit type on that. Yeah. But now there is size caps, so I think, for example, one unit, you can have a maximum of 12 Skull Crashes in one unit. Yeah. Which is 60 wounds. <laughs> or... Fun. yeah. 12
2: Plague Drones. 12, 72 wounds. I
0: yep. know they're 5
2: wounds each, aren't yeah, they? Same. Well, 60 yeah, yeah. the yeah. same. What's
0: your personal favourite, Terry?
2: Um, 20 Retributors. And that's 60, pretty tasty. 60 wounds as well. So
0: that's 60 wounds, yeah. but that's 8 star soul maces can you just imagine how unwieldy that would be though I mean yeah it would be ridiculous but you'd never get all eight in if someone was playing correctly you don't need to get them all in they do you, yeah. you don't
2: <laughs> but the thing is combined with that you give them a lantern buff a lantern buff a shield of thorns buff plus one to hit buff you literally just cram all of it onto that 60 wounds then just go off you go lads go do your thing wreck their entire army and you'd have a good crack at it.
1: So yeah. I think as well, because a lot of the missions are number of models, it doesn't matter if you're in one unit or within four, four different units. Yeah. So I think, you know, it, the the Death Star could be a thing. Um, yeah. Like you you said earlier, Age, age of Death Star is coming. It's coming back. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and like... Um, when you've got one spell, you're going, Well, I've only got one Mystic Shield. That might as well be on my unit of, I think, is it 30 Blood Warriors you can have in a unit? Max? Yeah. So, that might as well be one unit of 30, rather than, you know, on a unit of 10, and you've got two other units of 10 that aren't buffed. You yeah, know, which is another thing why the battle line's a good thing, because it forces you to split your units up. Um, so, yeah. But I. Honestly. I think there are some Death Stars out there, but I don't know. I think as more stuff get added to the game... I mean, it works the same way with debuffs, though, so... You know, maybe yeah. it's... And also bravery is a thing, um, unless you're immune. Yeah, unless you're immune, it's fine. Which, uh, most things... If you're running unit like be. that, you're probably going to make sure you've got Inspiring Presence on or a way to make them immune to Battleshock, so... Well, the thing is, how many Blood Warriors did you say? Do
2: they have banners? Yeah they do have banners. So you've got, what, 30 blood warriors, so your bravery, have, what's their normal bravery? Uh, I don't know, 6 or 7. So you're like bravery nine, ten anyway, because you get plus 1 bravery for every 10 models.
1: Yeah, and then you've got so the this, banner and make them. Yeah,
2: so so you're at a pretty decent bravery anyway.
1: Yeah, but you can just, you just make, you just go, oh, inspiring Presence. Presence, parents, yeah. It just There's other things, in there? Or you put the banner, or you, the banner, the banner, then or you go, yeah. I've taken the crown of chaos Crown Command, so I can Inspiring Presence instead and use another command ability. Yeah, that's pretty good.
0: <laughs> the, uh, order's got that as well, haven't they? The ability to use Inspiring Presence and another ability or Inspiring Presence twice in their um, abilities or the...
1: I, they, I haven't really looked yeah. to Order because they smell.
0: Yeah, that's what they had as well. So you can take a big unit and then Inspiring Presence summit twice. Or well, I
1: inspire... think... I, I think, you know, that. you might see caps come back in like wound caps or model caps or it's it's sensible if it does go
2: down the route of where people are just rolling over people with silly you know 10 buffs on a unit that just rolls across the table you just go you can have maximum 30 wounds
1: then at half that size of that unit again yeah or well you fine. just you just put a household in about stacking of of persistent effects and you just have to you just have to sort of like word it in a way that's clear I mean, we did it for South Coast and it didn't. It wasn't, like, really unclear, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah, High Force quite quite good at South Coast. I think that was the... I mean, realistically, I expect we're going to go down that route at some point, aren't we? We're going to find it so that you don't get to do the multiple Lantern buffs or you don't get to do the multiple Blood Secret banners because, you know, or the banner. Yeah. banners, just no fair.
2: You, you can still yeah. do a Mystic Shield, a Lantern, and a Shield of Thorns. It's still, it's, it's still there, but it just takes a bit more work to get it.
1: Yeah, but I think those those I don't know how bad it is when those models you just prioritize taking those models out and then you like where well, they've lost that synergy then. So yeah,
2: it's just they you know there's that one term where the banner puts those twenty retributors in your face with a one up rerollable save, doing mortal wounds back, hitting on fives
1: of exploding more hammers. It's, it's, it could yeah, they'll kill me. the unit they hit, but if you spread out in lines and using your board space with uh, MSU style then they're going to kill like A or 1 or 2 units and then it's your go and you can counter it and you know, so. Or you do? What, oh
0: yeah, you do what Rob Perrin does, like with his Archeon and you like create Retributor bait. You're not going to get, you know, even with ten Retributors, you're never going to get all of them onto the Archeon if you play correctly, because you just like, you just need the eight eight big dick hammers on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard it's, to get all those on, to yeah, it's, it's
0: really difficult, man. Eight, you, they're so unwieldy on those bases. You need to pile in. You need to plan how you're going to pile in before you do it. And if you've got Archeon ringed by a load of troops, they've only got a one inch reach. The yeah. hammer, so they're not going Well, that's, to that's Rob playing smart then, isn't it? Because yeah. he's not letting you do that. Basically, Rob Perrin sat there with a load of units either side of Archeon and went, there's enough room to get four soul Maces into him? And people do it and then go, oh, they didn't kill Archeon. It's like, well, no, because you've only got four soul Maces on him, which isn't going to kill him. Of course it's not. <laughs> it's like Retribute, but Liam Cook does it really well as well. So yeah. it's people who don't know how like paladins move in like, the piling range and stuff like that. You just... It's so easy to take advantage of the fact that we've got a one-inch reach. If you're smart,
2: yeah, but you can do protectors as well with their three-inch reach. There's nothing to stop it's, you buffing them as well. Not so good with the damage output put though, protectors. As well. No,
1: but that it can be done. comes down to the sideboard thing, doesn't it? Because mm. if you're playing against, um, if you've got a sideboard where you can switch retributors for protectors, but if you took protectors, then. You just go, oh, they're just not that good, like in many such circumstances, unless yeah. <laughs> in that specific example. You're against Unless you're against
2: like four Thunder tests, then you go, oh, it comes to Protector Train.
0: But then even then, they, what? Well, no, Stonewalls, Wings, Thunder Tusks, they probably
1: do no, it. Yes, yeah, st- they, they just go through them, I think. But, yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's different. There's tons matter, of
2: combinations it? out there for Death Stars as well. This Retribute one's just an example. I've got a load of Sweet
1: Chaos ones mm-hmm. that are. So, Actually, yeah, amazing. I mean, like that? for me, like I was looking at some of the death ones, and with the flesh eater core, you can make um cryptorous core. Yeah, like, battle lines. That's the list we and talked then, about. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and then you're basically going well, I've got twelve in a unit, and they've got you know four wins each, and they heal, and then you can. You can put models back uh, in the unit, unit as well. and you've got a wipe. Well, you can have three units of twelve. So
2: yeah, three units of twelve, and a unit of nine. While saying one note with characters, it's uh,
1: ridiculous. So it was two twelves and a nine with characters and and spells. But I mean, the thing is, they're they're really good in combat. They reroll to hit because you've got the Gaul kings. The Gaul kings are only a hundred points. They're so quite cheap, what they are. Um, and then you've got like okay, so I've got the the deathless minions. So I've got the five up. You know ignore damage and then i've got the healing and you know you you've got the the fact that you put models back into the units and you have got you you could take the spell which is again another like if you take the geist dude so there's loads of options like to make them really defensive um and they reroll to hit and they do def- damage free on the on the wound roll and they've got a lot of attacks and they cover a lot of board space so there's 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 quite a lot of options, but I quite like what's happened to the game. Like you've got those um, those kind of choices to make now. I love how many options there are at yeah. the moment. I just feel that there's there's so many options that you have in, when you
0: come to designing a list. I think it's, they were there before, though. Yeah, but it's, I think a few people might have been. Sort of like, you know, you hear stuff on Twitter and online about how restrictive the the points are, and I think that we have a little bit of. You know, you have to be a bit innovative with list building. I think, and try and change things, and try. You know, you can get stuck in the same old way, and you're never going to be able to take the list that you used to take. So you need to find a new list and and try and, you
1: know, play. But I think that's what people who like points and list writing have always wanted, isn't it? That's what you like doing. You like sitting there and metering your your list and planning out your army. I mean, that's that was the the biggest problem for me, AOS in the early days was how do I get inspired to collect an army Yeah, when that inspiration comes from planning out what I'm going to take to a tournament but I couldn't plan it because there wasn't anything No, until you know there was an independent scene and there was an independent thing then you could start doing it and start getting that enjoyment back and, and planning out oh, I'll take this list and this list and do this or I could combo this and this, can I fit that in? Yeah, I could fit that in and it's no That's different to this it's, it just opens up a lot of, you know, I can now think about my list and Warhammer when I, you know, on the way to work or whatever, or when I, you know, got other things I should be doing. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're well, do looking at can... email
0: threads at the moment. Our email threads are alive again now with like yeah. different list ideas and you know combos and sort of like, have you seen this? Do you think this is okay? Is this all right? And and just sort of like how we bounce ideas off each other. Yes.
1: Yeah, and I think that brings us nicely onto the Legion's abilities because these things were. Obviously, I knew about these uh, early doors. Yeah. Because I got to see them. I didn't get to see them when we went up the first time. I think we we got sent like a PDF. They were in there. I think we talked about them, that they were coming, but we didn't see the example. But um, for this, this again opens up possibilities of other units in the game. Yeah. Because it. It suddenly allows you a way to buff or debuff or combo with some of the stuff in the game like you know you you use the damage two sword on the Celestin and you know yeah. I've been looking at using chaos units with that get effects on the hit roll because you've got ways to guarantee a plus to hit and
0: yeah. and just even like little things like me and you were discussing um, the idea I've had for a list that I'm tempted to take to, to Warlords where you you take like you know the Celestin on Dracoff and you combo him up with, you know, the minus one, well, the, the extra rend on his weapon. So, on the charge with the forminator spear, he is what doing damage three, rend three, and he's a mini prime.
3: Mm.
0: You know, and it's riding just a dragon, riding a little dragon that can do more wounds and do damage six on a wound roll of a six. You know, d six damage on the wound roll of a six and stuff. He's like a mini prime. So, there's it's just stuff like that that allows you to sort of like. Customise your, your characters, but like the good old days of the Twilight Master and stuff
1: like that. I don't know if they were good days, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the brief time that I played with it, I think um, I quite like it because it opens up other things. So let's just talk quickly. I'm not going to go into all every item and every bit of detail, um, but for order, the uh, the overall allegiance ability for order is. Um, reroll battle shock test isn't it
0: yeah which i've not really had the an opportunity to see how that plays in game yet because i've been running uh you know either skyborne slayers or or the warrior brotherhood which you know the warrior brotherhood it gives you the extra one to your bravery anyway um and i've only played it once so i'm not really thought about the allegiance ability and skyborne slayers makes most of your army immune to battle shock but i think for some of the armies out there that do suffer with sort of like, you know, the low bravery sort of like, I mean, particularly, um, you know, some of the, the, the Empire stuff or even some of the, the silverness stuff, you know, even though you'd never take the order keyword with, with the Sylvanus one, would you? Um, but, but uh, I, th- I think it's, it's not the strongest ability out well, they, there, but
1: they have it. So you can pick and choose what you want. Yeah. So. You've got the option. You? but I, I just don't think
0: it's as good as the chaos line or, or the death one or the, you know, the destruction. Um one,
1: Possibly not, but I think it, you know, I think it is a good, you know, it is good because you're mitigating. It's a free that. buff. You're you're mitigating battle shock, and and it's quite useful, I think. But yeah, yeah I know what you are saying. it's probably not as strong as the others, but I think the the artifacts and stuff make up for that because I think they. The, the,
0: there's better, the, so. every single artifact in the the, um, the the order one is usable. I think personally.
1: Mm. Yeah. See with
2: the chaos ones, I I don't think that's the case, but no. that's you know.
1: Their ability, Legion's ability is amazing. So, so I think the you got like the command traits for your general, and obviously you got like where you do know, once per battle, use two different command abilities. You can use Inspiring Presence twice, things like that. Inspiring, yeah. you can reroll battle shock for 24 rather than 12. Reckless. My favourite one. Yeah, Oops. this one's really good. You can reroll run and charge rolls for your general on all orders units within 10. That's just amazing. So, combo's well with my Skyborne list, doesn't yeah. it? Because the seller's usually the general. Combo's well with everything in the game. It's a reroll on the charge, and failing a charge is a massive thing. Yeah. But it, it just... Basically, means you're unlikely to do that, especially like you say with like your skyborne slayers. When you five, know. Eight, that's massive. Five, five. Inches, really Add add one to your um, add one Oops. to your wounds, or add one to the number of attacks with one melee weapon. Um, huh, but you there's... can swap between weapons, like if you really want to. I don't know if that useful. Master <laughs> of defense is good. Roll a dice for each wound or mortal wound on six, it's ignored. So six hmm. up saves, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got like, your artifacts you know um, I think the quicksilver potion's really good, it attacks before any other models, so you can almost like go where you can charge me but I'm going to attack you first. Yeah.
0: So, or again you use that, you know, you use the option for the, the forminator dude that I was telling you about the forminator celestine, okay. maybe not give him the ren sword but you give him the quicksilver potion charge him into something at the same time as your paladins fight your paladins first and then go oh, quicksilver potion on the Ever mm-hmm. going, and then he gets to fight as well. So yeah. he does get the attacks back in.
1: Yeah, things like that. And you mm-hmm. know, I think um, you can increase the rend, can't you? You can increase the damage, um, and then um, you can have a melee weapon that uh, if an enemy suffers any wounds, and they're minus one to hit for the rest of the battle. Yeah. And then you've got a talisman, which means you can have minus one to hit that model for that phase, and you can That's heal one wound every phase. Yeah, that's the one I've been using as well. Yeah, because obviously, if you take a formation, you get extra artifacts, don't you? So yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty strong. Like the the artifacts and the command traits are pretty good.
0: They're all usable. I think I think a couple of them are good. That they are once per battle
1: because I think they'd be. Originally, really... they weren't. No, uh, that was our feedback. Like things like the quicksilver potion was every time. That would be amazing. You imagine mean, I... we just went no. <laughs> Put on, like, because you couldn't put it on a Star Drake, could you? You'd have to put it on the other one. Drake, one Templar, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But at the time, we didn't know about that. Couldn't give it to name characters, so. We were like, that'd be ridiculous. Like, but even if you put it on, like, a prince on a Star Dragon. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, like, an anointed on a phoenix, it'd be pretty amazing. Or Dirty. Durf- yeah. But it's off- named, didn't he Yeah, but, like. Yeah. No, it's not now. Oh, no,
2: because he's a shard of Spirit yeah, of Durf- or whatever. Or spirit or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. so chaos unpredictable destruction so roll a dice if you're within 8 of a hero or a general um, on a 6 plus 1 to hit that's really good as
0: really, I
1: really, really good really good especially as there's a lot of abilities that work on a hit roll especially with yeah. bloodbound I was surprised actually I was surprised myself when I started to play with them that oh yeah they do something on a 6 oh yeah that does something so
0: Alright, I'm hitting you on a two Mm. and it explodes on a three now.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, there's one trait in there that is sort of a get your own back on order a little bit. Chaos have been punished by order all year round with their reroll ones and extra damage and all this rubbish. Now it's plus one to hit all order units. Russ, when we edit
1: this, can you put the magic roundabout music there, please? Yeah, right, right, yeah, I'll put it in. Yeah. Yeah, Dark Avengers, just awesome. Uh, and they've FAQ'd this that you can pick per battle, haven't they? So before each game. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um Spiteful Destroyer add one to wound rolls made by a melee weapon. Uh including their mount, which is That's really good. So Especially when you think that Forge order releasing like a corn Bloodbane
0: guy on a drop corn dragon. I imagine that'd be yeah. really cool for the dragon, wouldn't it? So
1: Yeah, I mean it depends if you've got anything that does an effect on a wound roll then. Yeah, it's better as well. Um, cutting Deceiver. They are quite like this one. So track one from all the hit rolls of enemy attacks in the first round.
2: I can see this being good against like Oroch gun lines. Savage army
1: gun lines. Any Alpha Strike army that wants to do damage in the first turn, you're yep. basically going, well, you're minus one, so three boots. Yeah, um, you're a
2: bit of a risk, so I'm not going to get as punished as hard. The minus one to hit on Retributors... Is- Oh, lucky your hammers aren't
1: exploding on a six anymore, I'm afraid. Yeah. Right. So, pretty good. Uh, Lord of War, pick a unit of unit three. Plus one to hit. I love this one. Because it's this just, one's one it's of my favourites. Because uh, it's one to hit rolls into your next hero phase. So that's shooting and combat. And in their turn if and your turn. So it's it's really good. And, and it's guaranteed. Um, and you can yeah. pick a unit, give them the buff. And the unit can then run away from the character that did it. Yeah, because it's at the start of the yeah, um, but it's in the hero phase. Isn't yeah, it? So. so what I like about it is it's not the same as oh, my hero has to be stood within eight of you when you are fighting, or within ten yeah. of you with the um, Dark Avengers. So Lord of Wars, my my pick normally. Yeah. I think yes, yeah, what
2: I'll be probably go going with for most of them because plus one to hit on stuff like Blight Kings, and then you roll that six in combat as well for an extra plus one to hit. Then you are exploding on fours and hitting on. Tooth. Yep. So it's pretty, pretty
1: legit. Terrifying presence, one from the bravery of enemy units in three. Might be useful. Don't know. Um, and then great destroyer units get unpre- unpredictable destruction on a five or six instead of just a six. Yeah. So it's That's okay, good. But... but I
2: think you just take the plus one to hit.
1: Yeah, or you take, if you're playing against order, then you just take Dark Avenger. Oh, it, yeah, every, the, every time. The thing is, it stacks. So if you roll rolled yep. that 6 and you've got this 2 to hit. Yes, that's why the bloke kings have exploding
2: nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um bit of damn terrain as well. Oof.
1: Yeah, exactly. Really good. Then uh, artifacts. So demon weapons, a bit underwhelming. Pick a weapon and then when you... I think it's um, roll 2 dice after it's used to attack, add them together on 7 or more, do 1 mortal wound on an enemy model. On a 2, inflict 1 on yourself. It's pretty poo. It's a bit rubbish. Chaos Rune Blade, pick one melee weapon. Increase the number of attacks by one. Yeah, yeah it's okay, can be useful. Uh, Beguiling gem. Start of the phase. Pick an enemy more than three. Subtract one to hit roll. So it's pretty good. It's minus one to hit for a turn. Once per battle round as well. so... Yeah, so it's the same as the order one basically. So yeah. chaos talisman uh, six up save against order. It's a five up. So. That
2: that's my go to for against yeah, order,
1: I think, definitely. I think so. I mean even not against
2: order, it's still a six up save. Yeah, so. I mean you look at like something like the Great Unclean as your general. You have four up armor save, five up feel no pain, no goal, saving, 2 horrible to die, whatever, and then you've got another five up save afterwards.
1: Yeah. And I think it's pretty, um it's pretty tanky. Like favour of the gods is plus one wound, I think can be quite useful as well. Yeah. 'Cause it, it just means that you can stop yourself being like one shot by D six yeah. wound spells or Yeah, you know, if you're a six wound hero, that's pretty that's pretty good. Um and then the Crown of Conquest, which is uh can use inspiring presence even if it's not the general. Um and if it's the general it can use it and another command ability, so Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think it's uh pretty good. It means you can I was thinking about using, like, the Dark Feast formation, and then you can kind of, like, go, I'll oh, make those Inspiring presents, and it's quite good, because, you know, it's see magic items, so you get a second one. But Chaos, I yep. think, pretty strong. I like the Indian yeah. ability. They've, they've got some really good ones in there. Um, so, Destruction. Rampaging Destroyers. Um, so, basically, roll a dice... Uh, for each unit that's been six of your general, or another hero, and that's how many inches um, those units can move. So it basically gives you like a little like run in the hero phase, which I think is really quite good because it means it allows you to surge forward in your in your, On turn. your first turn. You just
2: chuck those thunder tusks six yeah. inches potentially forwards, so you can then move forwards and then shoot turn one.
0: Yeah, or yeah. or take the formation from the Angels book with the was it the Gore Grunters? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think anything
1: you're... in the game that allows you to move extra is strong. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially in a close combat army. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got um, the command traits. So nothing left standing. Pick a terrain feature that is within six of your general and five other destruction models. That terrain feature doesn't give any cover and its scenery rules can no longer be used. So you can actually stop Mystic- a silvernef Wildwood being a silvernef Wildwood. Ooh. Yeah, or Mystical Terrain. Yeah. Being Mystical Terrain. Um, so I think it's quite cool. Yeah. Um, might is right, add one to wound rolls made by the General's melee weapons, including their mount. The whole so, same as the Chaos one. Um... Wild Fury, add one to General's hit rolls. If they've lost any wounds, add one to General's hit rolls and wound rolls if they've reduced half their wounds. So, pretty cool. Um, and Tyrant, pick a friendly destruction unit within six. Add one to the hit rolls of that unit into the next hero phase. So, D6 inches there, sorry. So yeah. It's a bit like the Chaos one, but it's a bit random. Uh, Big and Brutish, add one to wounds. And um, then Ravager, the add one, two to the dice rolls for Rampage and Destroyers. The one that most people would take, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably the go-to. So does um, that
2: mean that you can you roll your d six, and then you can potentially move eight? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's really good. That
0: makes yeah. those iron jewels that can fight but a bit slow pretty handy now, right?
2: Well, and any your mornfang that are like you you know remember Ricky's formation that he uses where everything can charge you turn one even if you're on the baseline.
1: Beast claw yeah. Yeah, because he can
2: effectively charge forty-eight inches turn one. So if you even if you're on the backboard edge, he can get you. Imagine having an extra 8 inches just plugged into that.
1: That's, yeah, pretty good. that's horrible. Um, and then there artifacts. You've got the Meteoric Hammer Blade. Pick one weapon use the bearer can use. Um, instead of attacking normally, you can hit the ground. Roll a dice for every model, friend and foe, within three of the bearer. On a five or six, they take a mortal wound. So, so is that yourself you... as well? Uh, no. Well, you're within three of it. Yeah, but not because it says other models. I think. Yeah. This is within three of the bearer, so I don't. I don't think you'd roll for yourself. Um, but anyway, um, you you basically it's quite good if you get swamped by little shitty units like yeah. if you've got, like a guy of a cabbage and you're being like attacked by lots of guys and you can just go smack it's kind of quite good as well if you give it to your husk guard on uh, whatever they're called, um, Stonehorn or whatever Um, but then this is pretty good Um, Talisman of Protection roll a dice each time this model suffers a, a mortal wound on a four or more the wound is stopped by the talisman and has no effect so you can use that on the guy on Thunder Tusk and it gives you a four mortal wound save or the stone horn that halves horn. the wounds. So makes it makes it even harder to and kill. Four up. Yeah, yeah. Gem of Seeing: Pick a unit within twelve of the model. Add one to all hit rolls made by this model against that unit until your next hero phase. So it's pretty cool. So sorry, just plus one to hit against something. Um, Blade of vituperation I don't really know how to say that. Um, in the combat phase, you can reroll one failed wound roll for each enemy hero within 12, so pretty poo, I think. Um, Color of Domination. The start of the enemy movement phase, pick an enemy monster within three of this model, then roll two dice, add them together. If the total is equal greater than the enemy's bravery, it must retreat. Pretty, pretty situational, that one, I think. Very situational. <laughs> um, battle Brew. In any of your hero phases, declare this model will drink either one or two swigs. If it takes one swig, add one to hit and wound rolls for the model. If you take two, add two to hit and wound rolls for the model. Uh, but the hero takes one mortal wound at the start of your future hero phases for the rest of the battle. So, plus two to hit and plus two to wound, though, is pretty good.
2: Yeah, if you're like a you know a twelve wound. Um, Stonehorn or
0: something. Turn or three onwards, you know. When you're
2: so, in, yeah, yeah. T- yeah, turn three onwards, you're like, well, I'm gonna take three wounds. You know, it's not the end of the world, is it?
1: No, no. exactly. Um, and then it brings us on to death, which uh, that's one of the, the uh, best, the, the best reckon. ones, I reckon. Uh, yeah. So, deathless minions spinions. Roll a dice for each wound and what wound inflicted by a death unit within ten. Uh, on a 6 or more, the wound is negated, has no effect, so it's like a more wound save on a 6. Uh, then you've got the trait, which you can have Ruler of the Night. Add 1 to the dice roll if wounds are negated by the Deathless Minions battle uh, trait. So that's pretty strong. It's a 5-up save now. It's- yeah.
2: can you? I saw something on the, the forum that you could have a Terrorgeist... Or something so, King on terror guys. Yeah. That gives you a. It's a spell. that gives you a five up. Save. Gives you a five up, and there was something else that gives you a five up with that five up and your armor save. So you'd have like your four up save, your five up save, your five up save, your five up save. Yeah, and then you could come back anyway or heal wounds afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty, uh, pretty dumb. <laughs> you have to bubble around the
1: general a bit though, a little bit. Mm, not really, because it's all heroes. So yeah. Um, it's only six of a hero there, right? No, 10 inches. Oh,
0: sorry, I, I saw
2: this. They FAQ'd this as well, didn't they? So only the general gives the improved save. Five plus, yeah. yeah?
1: Yeah. I think so. I thought I thought we had this. We had a long talk about it, and I think it ended up being how I thought it was. I don't remember, but anyway, you can look at the FAQ. It's one more or the yeah. other. I've got time to look at it now. <laughs> no. Um. Predator of the Shadows, add one to hit rolls for your general if they're in cover. Not very good. Situational um, and probably a bit rubbish. If you're a got, monster,
2: you don't get cover from... Yeah, forward. exactly, so yeah. it's
1: pretty shit. Then Death Incarnate, pick an enemy in three of your general roll two dice. If the total equals or exceeds the bravery, takes D3 mortal wins. It's okay. Again, situational. Cheeky you, little bolt. You basically just take one every time, I think, but... Um, Master of the black arts. Your general is a wizard who knows arcane bolt, mystic shield. If your general is already a wizard, add one to their casting and unbinding rules. It's okay. Um, Red fury. Roll a dice after your general attacks in the combat phase. If the roll is less than the number of mod wounds they inflicted, they can immediately attack again. So pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't know if that's perpetual. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because you could effectively just keep attacking until it dies.
1: Probably not meant to be the way, but you could read it that way, I guess. Um, That'll probably get an FAQ. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Supernatural Horror, double the number of models that flee... If they were within 10 of a general in the battleship phase, again, it's pretty rubbish. But I think, to be honest, Red Fury and Ruler of the Night are the two, your take.
2: I think you just go for that sweet five at war save every time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, pretty th- much. That's
2: just too good to to
1: bypass. Yeah. And then we've got the artifacts, and some of these are, these are blasts from the past. Really cool. Curse book. One from all hit rolls of any unit within three of this model, friend or foe, unless they've got the death keyword. So basically minus one to hit it's just everything within three is That's really weird wrong. that they've
2: done that, although I suppose you could have a
1: team game yeah, exactly. where you could and i Yeah, yeah. Um, And then you've got Cloak of Mist and Shadows, which is my personal favourite uh, Once per battle you remove the model from Battlefield, set it up again within 12 from it's original location and more than three for an enemy models. so you can do a turn one YOLO bomb I remember Be- I
2: was talking about this
1: with Be- like a terror guy, still zombie dragon or something. Yeah. so you yeah. can just go set up twelve inches, move it twelve inches on, move and charge, and then you're in their in their face straight away. So it's a good alpha strike tool. So if you know they've got an army that relies on, like I don't know, like a a banner to do things, you can you can almost um, stop, stop it. it stop it on the first turn. Um, Sword of Unholy Power. Uh, once per battle in the hero phase the bearer is allowed to cast a spell that summons model, uh, this is addition to the spells so can normally cast the spell is cast automatically and cannot be dispelled, really good you just basically go, I'm going to summon this unit I don't need to roll, it's definitely going to happen and you can't stop it there is a Mongol about to appear over here and you can't do nothing about it I'm afraid <laughs> yeah, exactly so yeah. you can basically write a list around dropping a Mongol wherever you need it um, so I think that's really strong yeah. Um, black amulet once for battle in your hero phase this model can unleash the power pick an enemy unit within 12 the unit you pick suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the current battle round uh, you can't pick a unit with a death keyword so you could just go off for fifth round, five wounds really good if you need to clear something off an objective or just poke something yeah um, you know, it's a bit. it's a bit situational but Obviously, you could have multiple magic items in your army if you've got, um, yeah, you know, some formations. But like so. e-
2: even turn three, if you're fighting like a hero that's really down to its last few wounds and it's going to heal in in its next phase or retreat away or just there
1: you go, mate, take them three wounds. What I find it's really good for is is you have got like a unit that's fighting something with a wound or two wounds left, and you yep. can just kill it in the hero phase. Then the unit that was pinned in combat can now move and charge.
2: Yeah, mm, that, that's... that is a good use for it. Because it'd be about turn three, you were probably in that position anyway, so doing yeah. those
1: three wounds is, yeah, it's nice. Then mm. the Tomb Blade, pick one melee weapon the Bearer can use. Any attacks made by the weapon slays an enemy unit, you can heal a wound suffered by the Bearer, or by a death model within six of the Bearer for each model they kill. So it's really strong, because you could effectively go in into like a load of, right. Like Cheap troops and just heal yourself all the way back up. If you were like a zombie dragon, for example, example, yeah. So it's quite strong. Does it say any of your weapons, not including your mount? Pick one melee weapon. It uh, cannot be a mount.
2: Oh, cannot be a mount. Okay. But to be That's honest, say, you'd
1: probably just... use the because if you took Red Fury as well, oh, you could you could probably heal all the way up to full wounds quite easily. Yeah, you'd be quite hard to kill.
2: Yeah, that be, and then you've got your D6 potion as
1: well. Yeah. And then you've got the Ring of Immortality, or the Von Karstein Ring. Uh, if the model bearing this ring is slain, set it up again anywhere on the battlefield more than 12 inches from any enemy models. The model is restored with D3 wounds. Once used, it cannot be used again. So it's basically a uh, back to life. I like that, because you could have that on the zombie dragon. You could not use your potion.
2: You could die. You could come back to life with D3 wounds, then pop your potion for another D6 wounds.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing with it is immediate. So if you die in their turn, you immediately come back, then they could kill you again. So um, it's okay, but it's not But you can put yourself further away, can't you? Oh, yeah, you could put yourself in a safe position, but it's just... um, you know, it's... I think I
2: think you just take like the tomb blade and just get all more stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, or the cloak, or the cloak. And just go low up the table.
1: I think um, they're really cool. There's some really good, they have a for really those. nice selection of stuff. I just wish they had more units to to pick from, more spell laws. That'll be coming soon, I hope. So, looking forward to more death stuff coming out.
2: Yeah. But, Need like a unit
1: of baby Nagashes or something. Yeah, well, like a, a monstrous like rafe unit would be cool, like like almost like monstrous right spirit like a, things like a Mongol. No, <laughs> not in, be, <laughs> in between a Mongol and a spirit host or uh, something like that. Yeah, almost we like could, a hex wraith No, not like a guy on a horse, but like a monstrous one. Oh, okay, like a monstrous wraith yeah, yeah. yeah, not not a Mongol, but. Mini Mongol. Sick of Mongol. Like <laughs> a group of them. Group a pack oh, of you know Mongols.
0: Mongols. A pack of Mongols,
1: that <laughs> would be amazing. Is that what you call it? A pack of Mongols. And then would probably be a murder, wouldn't it? murder yeah. of Mongols. <laughs> a broke of Mongols. <laughs> <laughs> a herd. <laughs> right. Um, so that's basically the General's Handbook. So obviously we've talked about pretty much everything for the match play section. Um, we're obviously, going forward, we're going to do a lot of tournaments, we're going to talk about a lot of lists, and we're going to talk about getting ready for tournaments, doing tournament reports, so we're obviously that's going to be our focus, so you're going to hear a lot about the General's Handbook going forward and allegiance abilities and things, but I'm sure our opinions will change, but that's our initial reactions, I guess. Yeah. So you guys want to say anything before we uh, wrap up?
0: No, I just think it's... Um... I think it's been quite nice to to go through some of the the other sort of allegiances because I've not really looked them. I've only been I've been focusing so nice so much on the order ones. It's, it's... You should try and write lists for other armies. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because before in eighth edition, you'd have to have all the army books to do it. Now you've got all access to all the war scrolls and all the points in this one book, so you can actually go. I'll just write a few chaos lists and see what sort of things people might be doing, and you could you can yeah. actually sort of theory because i've made loads of lists for you know death and some quite silly destruction lists and stuff just going oh i wish i was in destruction i could totally do this yeah i, I quite fancy a destruction army these days too yeah four
3: tasks.
1: i think there's there's so much i'd love to do there's so many armies yeah. i'd like to play it's it's just the possibilities are kind of endless and that's yeah. a good place to be in really um
0: I'm
1: not doing any more arms until I painted this massive amount of silver that I've got to do. <laughs> yeah, I've I've I'm probably gonna do go to my Nurgle. Um I've just I'm on a weird bloodbound like revival at the moment. After, um, I mean, yeah. uh? after you, you smashed me after you gave Leslie a <laughs> yeah. pump in. yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, pumped you up, yeah. Um <laughs> but I <laughs> but I've got I've I've it's kind of like rounding off what I've got because I've got Sixty blood reavers, unbuilt, not painted, and like twelve blood crushers, and like three skull cannons. So skull cannons. I might just do them and have it ready, and then I've got like a corn demon army. You should do them, and then you can
2: join my club of not anti skull cannons. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the hate train again. People will remember through the years. I've loved and hated skull Cannons. They're back in my rubbish pile again now.
0: I love skull Cannons, I'm never taking them. I'm taking them to everything. I hate Skullcannons. I'm never taking them again.
2: That they're done now. The two skull Cannons. They're done. They're in the They're in the box of you're not coming out to
0: play. I I honestly wish we could go back to each episode and like tally up the amount. Of do time like
1: a montage skull. of Skullcannon comments. Of Terry going, like, yeah, another shit. I'm not taking them ever again. Yeah, I took a, two skull cannons. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I've got the will to do that. Uh, it's every episode, don't it? How many yeah, well, a lot because we we've done mini minisodes and episodes and split yeah. them up, which is something we're gonna get rid of. We're just gonna go to episodes because
2: um, yeah, because our minisodes are longer than most people's episodes anyway, so they're just
1: episodes. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think we're up to over fifty shows now, split across both formats. So um, we're just gonna go probably just combine and jump straight to episode whatever it would be when we combine it all together so yeah and there there's been
2: it. a bit of a sort of lull in tournaments at the moment it's gone a
0: little bit not
2: quite but they're it's a bit more spaced out but like, once I september october november rock
1: and It's there's so much coming like you we know got two in august two in september uh, right. one in october yeah We've
2: got Flash, we? So. Yep. yeah
1: blood and glory november yeah yeah, and I think as well, like we we've done Call to War. Um, we'll probably do a show on that. Probably be quite a quick one because like it's South Coast so it's kind of it's relevant but it's kinda of not. But um we will talk about our games and stuff and go through it, but we just need time to get on and record it basically. So we had a bit of a fail last night where we lost all our recordings, we had to change the software we use and then Tonight we've recorded the General's Handbook show, which we were going to record yesterday, and tonight was going to be the Call to War show. So um, there will be some shows going out. I've got a car show as well that we recorded when me and leds were went up to Warhammer World, which is ready to go out. So I'll probably put that I'll out. Put as that well. out tomorrow then. So by the time you hear this, that's already out. Yeah, and then we've got um, we've got some things we want to do. Uh, we've got a battle report should be going up soon uh, on YouTube. So that will be really cool when that's done. Yeah, and we I play hope you- through the Gift from the Heavens mission. I'm hoping it's going to be something special. I'm hoping that it'll be really, really good. So yeah, we had some issues with the audio, but that's been resolved now. So that should allow Liam to get on with it. So yeah, it's all good. But yeah, lots to come, and obviously, Face Hammer GT. There's still tickets. A Couple more tickets sold today as well. Down to 27 left or something now. I think 27, 28 left. You, you definitely want to come. There's loads we haven't. Ex- we haven't shouted about yet. Um, so there will be announcements coming up. What's uh, this space? We'll do a episode I expect about it, won't we? Yeah, you... maybe like a short, a short announcement show that hopefully GW can plug as well. Um, so we've done the video on YouTube, which was our kind of first dipping our toe into that format. Um, and then we we had an emotional day of fourteen hours of recording to get okay. the battle report done, uh, which, to be honest, was a bit of a chore, but. But quite interesting as well. We went through every emotion possible. Yeah, you? especially you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like,
0: this is amazing. I fucking hate it. Yeah, what that's...
1: time did you get the taxi there? Oh, he, he, was, he was the taxi. Yeah. Um, uh. So, right. I think that's everything. Thanks yeah. for listening. We'll be back soon. Yeah, watch the space. Well, later. Bye to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on itunes add our rss feed to your reader and follow us on twitter at facehammer underscore we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening